Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. <sighs> or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at CampMargaritavilleLanierIslands.com. Uh, look out. It's only me. It's only the Kimmer with Pete Davis, sidekick producer at Sports Rack on Tour Extraordinaire. And the mechanical mangler at the controls, Busy Beaver today, and we call him Flounder. On the day I was born. There we go, stand by now. It's a freaking Wednesday, right? Hey, by the way, now I have to know about Houthis. What the hell's a Houthi? I don't know Houthis. We got we got to know different distinctions now of all these foreign country people. Give me a break. Anyway, I'm a bad in it. Three oh three and a half, we'll call it. Gotta get specific with you on your hump day. Anyway, also, what's this about new tribal uh, nation regulations or something? They can finally use tax money? I, I didn't get any of that. I missed part of that story. I'll have to get it. It raises a question uh, before I talk to you guys. Uh, how come, you know, we've had black presidents, we've had Italian, uh, uh, we had an Irish Catholic president, stuff like that. How come we've never had an American Indian, Native American Indian, as a, other than, you know, Sitting Bull uh, and, uh, and, and uh, Jim Thorpe? You know, and, and, and Cochise and stuff. Or I mean, how come we haven't had an Indian president or an Indian Supreme Court justice or or an, and we've had a senator or two? I think maybe one from Hawaii or somebody wasn't. Anyway, I'm just kind of curious. I, I don't know how how is that possible? I mean, they've been here longer than anybody, and uh, I'm just I'm just I don't get it. I I, I don't understand uh, how is that possible. All right, three hundred four. How you doing, Pete Davis? How are you? What's going on in the mountains of Macon there, sir? Well, we almost had some uh, snow flurries last yeah. night. I didn't Ooh. see them, but a couple other people said they, they saw Mercy. some. And I have a question for uh, you. All right, sir. <clears throat> How much does Santa Claus pay to park his sleigh? Oh, he probably uh, probably play uh, probably uh, let's see how much to park his sleigh. Uh, I I guess I'd give up. I don't know. <laughs> Nothing. It's on the house. It's on. <sighs> Watch out! He's coming down the chimney. <laughs> Oh, hey. <laughs> By the way, I have a minor uh, Christmas present for you tomorrow when you show up. It's not really a present. A minor. I've already given a minor little uh, kind of so, a, a kind of a spirit of the of the uh, season, a uh, little trinket sort of a, a thing. a lump to, of coal. Something like that, yes. Uh, 305. <laughs> anyway, Flounder, how's it going? What's new with you, my friend? And Miss Veronica, everything, I, you know, just everything good? Everything's you know? good. Yeah. And Enjoying you're, the you're holidays. Ready for Christmas and, uh, you know. Working on it? Ready for all that to be finished. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, um, uh, by the way, we have, uh, let me, let me uh, set the show here a little bit. Uh, first of all, do, do you mind, uh, as a proud daddy, my daughter Jennifer, the formerly addicted to heroin and cocaine, uh, grateful deadhead to follow around the country, and she's been in jail several times, and, and uh, you know, I sent her money to buy tampons at the jail complex or whatever, stuff like that, uh, and she's been clean for about basically 20 years. 
Uh, talk about a role model, and she's and she had a stroke many years ago. She had a couple of mini strokes, and she had an actual stroke, and she still has trouble getting around. She needs a walker to go long distances. Uh, she, I mean, she's she's had she had a stroke, and she and she mentally she's fine, uh, she, but she clearly doesn't have the physical capabilities she used to have before. She has a handicap sticker and plate on her car, stuff like that. Uh, but she's still put herself through school and was able to do it with remote or in, and live and everything else, and her graduate degrees and everything else. And she finally just yesterday uh, got a, a new job offer, which is a spectacular achievement because she can't do the physical things to get to certain places others can. So they've come up with a plan for her, and I'm so proud of her. And I can't, I, I'm just so happy for her that this is, uh, she's, you know, I have two daughters, Sarah. My younger boy, my last little girl, is perfect, okay? She's got a perfect husband. She has perfect kids. She has a perfect job. She has a perfect house. She, you know, she just, she's perfect. The whole family's perfect. Everything, I mean, it's just unbelievable. And Jennifer is a freaking wreck. Jennifer is a nightmare. Jennifer's more like me. Sarah's like her mother, and Jennifer's like me. We're both emotional basket cases and, and nothing but trouble. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if you knew us, you could, you could prove it. Uh, and so for Jennifer, and then she had a stroke and then lost. I mean, it's, it's been a nightmare for her. And so finally, something good happened. And so I'm, uh, I'm just really happy for her. So anyway, uh, good going, sweetie. And uh, maybe this is the start of something good for the new year. So God bless you. All right, uh, three, almost 308. 308 here with the Kimmer Beaton and, um, and Flounder. Uh, okay, here's what's coming up. we got a million things coming up. We have um, um, a birthday comedian. We'll hear a couple of his bits coming up later on today. about And uh, holy crap at sports and uh, Pete's tweets and things like that. But listen to that. We're going to talk about some breaking news uh, with Kevin McCarthy, also Norman Lear in the news. You've probably heard it by now. And uh, Taylor Swift. I'm surprised that, that, that she was named Person of the Year. I, I'm kind of surprised they didn't make it a tranny. I'm kind of surprised they didn't make it uh, either that Dylan Goofity Goof or some, or, uh, you know, trannies on uh, mass, kind of the generic, the new people, you know. Kind of, I'm, I'm really kind of surprised. We'll talk about it. And also a couple of new things I did not know about Taylor Swift. And I'm also kind of glad about, um, about her relationship with Travis Kelsey. And there's one more update on that, too, and we're going to talk about whether you like it or not. Not a lot, not, not a lot, but we're going to update it. And, I, and it makes me happy to talk about it because I'm living my life through Taylor Swift and freaking Flounder and Veronica. <laughs> So I'll get off my back. Uh, 309. Also, uh, President uh, Showers with daughter uh, got all huffy-puffy and abrupt today when he scattered off a news conference when somebody asked him a tough question. You're going to hear that in a minute, too. Also, more on Hunter Biden. Uh, got almost $5 million from his sugar brother. Uh, and uh, there's also linking to, uh, that's why uh, President Showers with daughter got mad because he's been linked to the whole thing financially by check. And it's not this loan business isn't going to cut it anymore. Also, here, Riley Gaines. Man, this is making—I'm so happy about this kind of stuff. You're going to hear her and, and the freaking hypocrisy of these stinking phony freaking liberals. These are liberals who are doing this, who tried to get her comments deleted from the congressional record. What a freaking phony. These are hateful people, disgusting people, sludge people. Uh, also, Elise Stefanik taking on the Harvard, the, all three, Har- uh, three uh, big-time Charlie University uh, Ivy League presidents are all girls, and they're all a bunch of freaking cowards. They're all a bunch of, they're not women, they're freaking empty shirt, empty bras. Yeah, empty bras. You don't even have a vagina. You're not a woman. You're just a vessel. You're a freaking fake and a fraud, all three of you. 
And Elise Stefana called him out. You're going to hear that for you, too. Also, Dick Durbin freaking caught in a lie in Congress about whether or not he's trying to once to subpoena Jeffrey Epstein's airline records, stuff like that. And uh, uh, Marsha Blackburn, Tennessee, caught him in a lie. We got that for you coming up. Also, oh, my God, Christopher Ray, the disgrace, the, the federal Gestapo investigation director. Uh, I believe he's a Russian secret double agent. Uh, honestly, the Cossack from freaking Russia, Christopher Ray, got caught in one lie after another. And well, I'll give some comments about what he pulled off yesterday. He's a man's a perjurer. He's a freaking liar, and they caught him. And I, and I think... Allegedly, my ass. Uh, 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 Ron DeSantis, I think, was the one. Of, it was either him or Trump. I think it was Ron DeSantis said, uh, if it was he's elected president, he's going to uh, charge him with perjury. I mean, that's how serious he's getting. He's a freaking liar. I know he's a freaking liar, and I guarantee he's going to try to have somebody stuck sick something in my trunk and have me get arrested on a conspiracy with Colombian drug lords or something. I guarantee it. Also, you think with the gun country's going to hell with our educational system? Ohio State Health Course requiring students to address their white heterosexual privilege. And in Portland Public Schools, teachers now will take the students' gender, identity, and race into account before they get disciplined because if you're black and you're you know like a tranny you we really can't punish you because that would be unfair <laughs> you know you poor guy or girl or whatever uh, also california oh this is another great story uh, a big stores in california selling toys for christmas if you don't have a general neutral uh, neutral toy you're going to get fined 500 bucks I'm serious. If your store doesn't have neutral gender gender neutral toys you get fined $500 <laughs> They're forcing it on you. Uh, let's see. Trump stuff. They're going after him. We got oh, the Alaska Airlines guy. Oh, oh, wait to hear about the uh, couple in China who were both virgins and knew nothing about sex. And they were trying to have sex for uh, trying to have a baby for four years. And they finally went to a doctor. And holy smokes, wait to hear what the problem was. <clears throat> uh, plus, Pete Davis has a game of some kind for you. And uh, just very quickly before we do a little cowbonga here, Kevin McCarthy's resigning from Congress. Now, this is the second congressman, Republican, to say I'm quitting here in, in the last couple of days. McCarthy from California uh, made a big opinion piece in the Wall Street Journal. Says uh, He said, no matter the odds or personal costs, we did the right thing. This seemed to be out of fashion in Washington these days. But delivering results for the American people is still celebrated across the country. It's in this spirit I've decided to depart the House at the end of this year to serve America in new ways. I know my work's only getting started. He's quitting in the middle of, the, of his term. I mean, that's pretty stunning. You don't think he can fill out the one lousy more year? To, I mean, this is really... And what does that mean to the House? Are they going to appoint another guy and we lose another congressman? What the hell is going on here? They're deliberately destroying it from the inside. My God. <laughs> anyway, uh, and Norman Lear made it to 101. Not anymore. You'll hear more about that in his shows coming up with the Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder at 313-1063. Look out. Hey, 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 how you doing? Look out, it's only me. It's only the camera with Pete and Flounder, 317. And Elvis Costello. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) 
You know, it's, I, I have to say, I don't know anything about Elvis Costello other than I've, I always, I've always liked him from the beginning just because of the way he looks. And he just seems like a, you know, a really weird, cool kind of guy. And I saw him once in, in a, a, made an appearance in 30 Rock, the uh, uh, TV series, uh, playing a character. And, and I just thought he really just seems like a cool guy. It was on this day in 2003, Elvis Costello got married to jazz artist Diana Krall, 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 K-R-A-L-L. I know the name, but I don't know anything about her. Uh, they got married at the Elton John's British Mansion. Had 150 guests, including Paul McCartney. It was Costello's uh, third go-round marriage. All right, Theresa Charm. Okay, there you go. Maybe I should try. No, <laughs> yeah. Let me let me go for number three because I'm really I, you know I have, I have everything to offer a woman now in this stage of my life. You know, I'm still alive. I can still drive at night. Come on, ladies. <laughs> Who wants to get married? <laughs> Sorry. Speaking of re- relationships, yeah. yeah, yeah. I have a question for yeah. Flounder. All right. Ooh, ooh. Veronica yeah. seems to be a very happy holiday person. Yeah. Love yes. and Christmas. Yeah. Flounder, no, you're he's not more right. like the Grinch. Yeah, he's kind of. I don't not, want to say the Grinch. Well, no, he's just so. kind of the kind of the Grinch. He's kind of the Grinch. He's not really the Grinch. He's sort of a Grinch. <laughs> but he's working on it. Scrooge. Now, now I will say this: after chatting with Flounder yesterday, I think I'm getting a little more optimistic. I think Flounder, you're maybe kind of getting a little spark going or something, huh? True. Yeah, sure. <laughs> in other words, mind my own Simmer business. Down there, right? Yeah, yeah, cheer down, will you? <laughs> well, never mind. <laughs> Sometimes you got to drag. I swear to God, I'm going to ask her to marry you. You know, you're never going to get to it. I'm going to have to ask her to marry you. Um, three. <laughs> three, I never heard of such a thing. 319. Um, birthdays include Tom Hulse. Where is it, Halsey? Hulse, I believe. He's 70. He was Quasimodo in Disney's Hunchback of Notre Dame, but he was amazing as Mozart in Amadeus. I mentioned the other day, I really, really liked that movie. Uh, he was Pinto in Animal House. Remember that? Uh, why Pinto? Why not? Anyway, uh, Tom Hulse is 70. And again, Amadeus was really a very good movie. I was very impressed with that. Uh, quick historical note here. We'll do the actual some newsy uh, talk stuff here. We've got a whole bunch of it, too. 1917 on this day, the Halifax Harbor disaster. A French munition ship was packed. 2,300 tons of special acid, 200 tons of TNT. Thirty. This is on one ship. 35 tons of high-octane gasoline and 10 tons of gun cotton. Then the ship collided with another boat in Halifax Harbor. The explosion killed 2,000 people and blew up 1,600 homes. Halifax, Nova Scotia, holy smoly, 1917. They, they uh, said yeah. it was the largest explosion until the uh, atomic until the bomb atomic went bomb. Off or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And oil, all that munition stuff. Holy smokes. Uh, let's see. 320 with a Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. Norman Lear died 101 years old. Boy, the way Glenn Miller played. Songs that made my head <laughs> Guys like us, we had it made. Those <laughs> were the <laughs> days. And you knew when you were
<laughs> All in the family. It ran in January 1971. Uh, it won four Emmys for Best Comedy in its nine seasons based on the British show called Till Death Do Us Part. And it gave American TV audiences its probably most controversial and memorable characters, including Archie Bunker. Crude, loud, blue-collar New Yorker, racist, homophobic, anti-Semitic. Uh, he was cast against the scatterbrained wife he called Dingbat, and a liberal daughter, and of course the more liberal son-in-law referred to as Meathead, with Rob as played by Rob Reiner. Uh, we'll mention his name in a few minutes, by the way, too, for another whole deal. ABC passed twice on playing All in the Family. CBS was initially very reluctant to take it at all, and when All in the Family was eventually aired in 1971 in January, here was the disclaimer. The program you are about to see is All in the Family. It seeks to throw a humorous spotlight on our frailties, prejudices, and concerns. By making them a source of laughter, we hope to show in a mature fashion just how absurd they are. Well, by the end of the year, All in the Family was number one. Archie Bunker was a pop culture fixture. Richard Nixon was among the fans. Uh, Spinoffs include The Jeffersons, The Black Couple, and All in the Family, an upwardly mobile black couple moving to Manhattan's glitzy Upper East Side. Sanford and Son, a black junkyard owner in L.A. neighborhood. Good Times, working class black family in a Chicago housing project. Uh, Career of Norman Lear spans 60 years. Um, uh, All in the Family, Sanford and Son, Good Times at Jefferson, six uh, uh, Emmy Awards. And uh, his own father, by the way, Norman Lear's father, Herman, went to prison for selling fake bonds and frequently told his wife to stifle herself and called his son the laziest white kid I ever saw. Norman Lear says, I grew up in a family that lived at the top of its lungs and the end of its nerves. I actually have a <laughs> clip of them doing talking about the stifle. <laughs> oh, cool. Here we go. <clears throat> I'd like to show you this. One of them in here, an all bear band. A naked band at Disneyland? <laughs> no, no, no. We did, you know, bears like brown bears, grizzly bears. Well, don't I hate bears. Yeah, but they ain't real bears, Edith. Look. I hate all bears. Take it away. I'm just trying to show you something. Stifle! <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Norman Lear died at 101, and incidentally, uh, he dropped out of college in World War II and joined the Army and was an Army Air Corps uh, pilot guy, flew 52 combat missions. Went back to L.A. Uh, in 1950, be, uh, wanted to be a publicist, started writing for TV stars like Danny Thomas, Jerry Lewis, Dean Martin, and Andy Williams. And then he uh, became a liberal activist for People for the American Way and some uh, voting rights groups and stuff like that. Anyway, Norma Lear died at 101. And he was, boy, if you're not of a certain age, and uh, it was, I mean, it was amazing, uh, the stuff that he would get away with. And, and you probably couldn't even do it today. You probably couldn't play his shows. In fact, it's all in the family, even on those uh, replay shows. On I forgot what they it call it. It may be on Nick at Night Nick or something Nighters, like that. Uh, Nickelodeon. Uh, wouldn't they, Nickelodeon, whatever the Nickelodeon, yeah. I don't know. Uh, 325 with a camera Pete and Founder here. Um, bum bum Oh, another uh, kind of a breaking news story. And I, again, I'm a little, I mean, I, I can understand it totally. I'm a little surprised it didn't go the, the other way. Taylor Swift, Times Person of the Year. She's 33 years old, pop megastar. She beat Vladimir Putin, Barbie. King Charles and Sam Altman, the uh, cheating crook guy, billionaire, among others, for the shortlisted honor. And Taylor Swift says, this is the proudest and happiest I've ever felt. 
and the most creatively fulfilled and free I've ever been. It feels like the breakthrough moment of my career happening at 33. Uh, she spoke of her boyfriend, Travis Kelsey, for the first time publicly. Relationship started with a football star with his brother. This all started when Travis very adorably put me on blast on his podcast, which I thought was metal as hell. We started hanging out right after that, she said, adding their infamous first public outing at the game was not their first date by a long shot. I think some people, she said, think that they saw our first date at that game. We would never be psychotic enough to hard launch a first date. Uh, anyway, I'm, and again, I'm, I'm so happy for her. Uh, just a couple of things about Taylor Swift. Now, again, you know, uh, we all have our comments about her and whatever, but I'm, I'm so thrilled for her acting like a girl these days. She, when she gets ready for her shows, her heiress tour, she started training six months beforehand, running on the treadmill every day, singing the entire list set list out loud every day, followed by three months of dance lessons. Her, uh, uh, she has a huge impact on that tour of that whole country's economy and culture and politics. She says carrying an economy on your back is a lot for one person. Uh, she, she, and this I didn't know. This is kind of interesting too. I hope you'll go with me for a second here. Taylor Swift believes that she uh, she rose to the top after she was almost canceled after Kim Kardashian shared a video that appeared to show her approving Kanye West's song where he claims I made that bitch famous despite Taylor Swift's insistence that she had not been part of that video and was appearing to approve it. Make, she said, make no mistake, my career was taken away from me, she said of the backlash that followed, which saw many call her a snake. Imagery she would use for her comeback album, Reputation. Taylor Swift said you have a fully manufactured frame job in an illegally recorded phone call, which Kim Kardashian edited and then put out to say to everyone that I was a liar. That took me down psychologically to a place I've never been before. I moved to a foreign country. I didn't leave a rental house for a year. I was afraid to get phone calls. I pushed away most people in my life because I didn't trust anyone anymore. I went down really, really hard. Since then, Taylor Swift's taking a different approach to her life, as you can see, in which I admire. Life is short, have adventures. Me locking myself away in my house for a lot of years, I'll never get that time back. I'm more trusting now than I was six years ago. And when Time Magazine wrote to her saying, well, Time Magazine, we'd like to name you Person of the Year, she replied, can I bring my cat? <laughs> anyway, uh, Taylor, and one, one more quick kind of update, too. And again, I had no idea about, uh, again, you have to, you know, she was a star at 15 and owned her own, you know, billion-dollar company at 18. And does, she does all her own work for shows. She does all the choreography and the production and everything else. It's all on her back. Uh, and now she's acting like a girl with this love thing in Eric and Aaron Andrews says she's been talking, she has a little NFL wag. You know what that is? Wag. Wives and girlfriends. Uh, talking about the, uh, she had talked to another media personality named Clarissa. And Erin Andrews, a famous uh, sideline reporter girl and, and sports girl, uh, said, I got some intel this weekend from the wags out in Philly, wives and girlfriends. I won't say who they are, but someone asked me in front of the gals what their teams thought about Travis and Taylor. And they said, man, we love it. It's adorable. They were like, you know why? Because he's a man and she's all for him. Him. 
Uh, they put a good, uh, proud perspective on the relationship, captivating Swifties and NFL fans. She said for the first time publicly, it seems like she's with a guy that's not like, oh, yeah, I'm with Taylor. Don't take my picture. I'm at the concert. She wants to meet the megastar, and they, she did it for America. I mean, I'm just so happy for her. I'm, I'm happy that I'm, I'm really happy for them, and it's, uh, it makes me feel better about, well, being who I am. All right, coming, <laughs> coming up, President's stupid face has to walk away from a tough question. Plus, you can hear all those hearing stuff. Really, really fantastic. Stand by 3.30 with the Kimber, Pete, and Flounder. Look out. Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder, 333. Every time I look into your loving eyes. Roy Orbison died on this day of a heart attack in 1988. He was only 52. Of course, he had the huge American and British number one hit, Pretty Woman. Actually, the title is Oh, Pretty Woman. Plus 20 U.S. and British top 40 singles, including Only the Lonely, Crying, Man, he did some sad freaking songs that I always I liked all of them. In fact, I was uh, I remember in uh, my I think it was in, well yeah my my, uh, my last uh, like year of prep school and going into college and those and those songs were sitting. Man, I was I was <laughs> the problem was I, that was a time in my life when I was actually very depressed because I didn't I wasn't ready to go to college. I was an idiot uh, and I was very and I was in a single room because they put me in a dorm. I, I mentioned this some time ago they put me in the girls' dorm. Because my name was Kim, and so I showed up. There. My parents drove me up to college and dropped me off at the dorm. And said, oh, this is for girls only. <laughs> and so, uh, and so, I, so the only one that was left was uh, in the uh, boys' dorm was a single room. So I didn't have a roommate uh, in, in my uh, first year of college, and so I didn't really get to know anybody. It turned we just all were kind of going our separate ways. So I, anyway, I had a rotten thing. And those songs like crying and all the only the lonely and stuff like that <laughs> really uh, really hit me at that point. And they were huge, huge hits. He f- had his first band called the Wink Westerners in 1949. He was in the Traveling Wilburys. I think you guys know that group. Uh, he, uh, he was Lefty Wilbury with Bob Dylan, George Harrison, Jeff Lynn, and Tom Petty. He had the 1988 British hit uh, Candle with Care. His first wife, Claudette, died uh, in a motorcycle wreck in 1966. Two of his three sons died in a house fire. Uh, Wow. Roy Orbison died on this day in 1988 at 52. Uh, Quick birthday of note. Joe, I always always had a thing for Joe Beth Williams. Uh, Diane Freeling, the mom in Poltergeist. uh, Wasn't she in, uh, what's that movie I keep forgetting? Uh, where they uh, show up for the class reunion, and the guy and, and uh, with the blind guys got big chill, big chill, big chill. Wasn't she in that one? I like, yeah, I got a definite thing for Joe Beth Williams. She's seventy-five years old. <laughs> Bring her around. I still got a thing for her. I got a chance now, maybe. <laughs> as long as I keep my hat on, maybe. <laughs> uh, you know what? You know what's funny? This is so stupid. I, I shouldn't even say it. I should probably just not even say this. Say it. You know, I I, talk, I, I mentioned before, at, at the, I go to two different Publixes. On the weekends, I go to the one near the stable up there in, uh, you know, uh, where the horses are. But uh, but during the week, if I have, if I can leave the house, I go to the Publix near me in Alfreda, Old, Old Milton. 
And there's this one girl there that she's just so sweet and she's so beautiful. She looks, I mean, she should be a model. She's just gorgeous. She's, uh, she's, t- she's teeny and she's so pretty and she's, she looks about 18. And I know she's older than that, but and she's shy and sweet and she's just adorable. And I call her princess and, uh, you know, angel and stuff like that. And she's so sweet now. And she's sort of now she's kind of really asking me questions. And I'm, you know, what am I doing for Thanksgiving? And she's being very, very sweet and friendly, not like as a guy for a dating thing, but I also realized, you know, I had in my, of course, my, you know, a, a typical man, I'm thinking, hey, boy, wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be great to have, you know, see if she's looking for a sugar daddy. Of course, I don't have any sugar to offer as a daddy. So even, even the thought of it is ridiculous. Uh, but then I, I remembered to myself, she's never seen me with my hat off. Whenever, whenever I go out, I have a hat on and my really Marine Corps jackets and stuff like that. So she, she and I, I know I look a lot younger with a hat on than I do with my hat off. And, and so one day I'm going to her and just take my hat off. When I, like I usually tip my cap to her when I when I say you know, have a nice day and I tip my cap like a gentleman. And one day I'm going to take it off to see if she falls on the floor laughing about with this guy who's been you know uh, uh, chatting with her. She's just so sweet and lovely. I just she one of these days I'm going to take her picture if she'll let me in the show. She's just adorable. I, I just think a world. She's just so sweet and so nice, and it, it just makes me happy. Anyway, uh, 327. I don't say in history. Oh, speaking of uh, sweet and weird, and I, I, this chick, uh, I don't know. What do you think about her? Winona Ryder. On this day, she's a little pale for me. She looks, she's kind of white. Winona Ryder, on this day in 2002, got sentenced to 480 hours of community service after she got caught shoplifting $5,500 worth of stuff from Saks Fifth Avenue. She got 36 months probation and a fine of $10,000 and 480 hours of community service. I don't know how she paid it off. It seems like a bunch, which is good. 338, why would she want to shoplift? That's just, you know, get away with it. I shoplifted. Did you ever shoplift stuff, Flounder? No, it wasn't really my thing. Pete, did you ever shoplift stuff as a kid? Not knowingly. Oh, I did a lot. I did a lot. Not a lot, but I, I, I frequently did. I think it was because I, I, it was a time because the name Kim. Oh, you're on the girls list. And I, I had to keep proving my manhood. I was a president of a swearing club when I was nine. <clears throat> uh, my brother finked on me, though, and told my parents, and I got punished. Uh, but I, I was doing stuff to kind of prove that. I was hanging around my hood friend who taught me how to smoke. Like when I was 11, my first lucky strike, and I would go into the, we had a five and dime store, a variety store, and I would go in and steal a pair of gloves or something just for all of it. Well, this is how I turned out. <laughs> 338. Shut up. Leave me alone. Okay, President Stupidface has a news conference. And, of course, there's new evidence now that he's a crook and a liar and a cheat. And he's been on the take with the communist Chinese and everything else through his son and his brother, Joe, and John and everybody else. Anyway, so President showers with daughters at a news conference. And here's what happens when a reporter asks him a tough question there. Flounder, if you would, sir. China and Ukraine and also China. Uh, there's polling by the Associated Press that shows that almost 70 percent of Americans, including 40% of Democrats believe that you acted either illegally or unethically in regards to your family's business interests. Can you explain to the Americans, uh, to Americans submit this impeachment inquiry, why you interacted with so many of your son and brother's foreign business associates? I'm not going to comment that I did not, and it's just a bunch of lies. You didn't interact with many uh, of their lies. business associates? I did not. There's well, lies. Uh, Mr. President, Mr. President, I, I, oh, 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 there he, there he, oh, there he goes. No, it's the other door, sir. Yeah, could somebody lead him by the freaking elbow? What a freaking disgrace. I mean, I, that, that's how he feels about you, by the way. That's how, exactly how he feels about you and me. What a freaking disgrace. Slime bag, crook, liar, dangerous.
getting us into wars, and then complaining the Republicans are responsible for, uh, you know, please, freaking killing me. Slime bag. And incidentally, for the record, uh, the new emails show that Joe Biden, president, showers with daughter between 2010 and 2019, uh, according to the House Ways and Means Committee, received emails uh, received and sent by Joe Biden using pseudonyms such as Robin Ware 456, J.B. Ware and Robbie, uh, Robert Peters uh, to correspond back and forth with his son and other family members, including the business partner Eric Schwerin. According to the committee, Biden filed off, uh, fired off 300. 27 emails with Schwerin, who was the founding partner and managing director of Hunter's defunct Rosemont Seneca Partners firm. As vice president of the United States, 54 of those when he was a committee, the architect of the Biden family's various shell companies that launder money around the world. And the shadow account happened when he was in the freaking White House. He was Vice President Biden when he was traveling to Ukraine, and Hunter at the same time was on the board of the Ukrainian energy company Burisma. He treated Air Force Two like a freaking corporate jet to Ukraine and Mexico to advance Hunter's business interests. He was emailing his son and business partner from private email accounts using his aliases when he was Vice President of the United States. Ta-da! How many shell companies was it? 29? 23? What family needs 23 shell companies? I think, really? Oh, those were loans. Loans? Were they loans? Wait, boy, you loaned a lot of stuff there, didn't you? <laughs> they got loans up the bing there, do you? Oh, my God. And then, Hunter, there's more information. We got more. Here's Sugar Brother. Now, Hollywood lawyer Kevin Morris, over a three-year period, gave Hunter Biden about $5 million dollars they call him the Sugar Brother. Uh, it's an exp- they're going to vote on an impeachment query now to get all to the bottom of this. Uh, the first son's income from this guy, Morris, the Kevin Morris, the lawyer, uh, was deemed loans, which is their practice. That's how they've been avoiding paying taxes on other income, by describing it as a loan. The first started with Hunter not reporting the Ukrainian gas company Burisma income. Burisma income in 2014, he claimed it was a loan. He claimed the income from Burisma was a loan. And then he claimed the millions in Chinese income earned from Hudson West, the third company, was also a loan. Of course, the evidence refutes that and was not allowed by his tax accountants. Now, here's another key. Hunter received $4.9 million for personal expenses in the form of a loan and gift from the Democratic donor, Kevin Morris. The investigative team were removed from the tax fraud case targeting Hunter. The Justice Department took the investigators off the case. And a month later, the U.S. Attorney's Office in Delaware announced a probation-only plea deal for Hunter, which, of course, fell through. But that's how they were going to get away with it. They slow-walked it, reduced the charges, made sure it wouldn't be a a felony account, and uh, the the statute of limitations had expired, and then tried to make a deal for probation-only and finally got caught. All this is on the record, and the money trail goes right to the Biden family, including the brother. 343. Is that a phone call? Uh, Yes, we've got David, who has a uh, Elvis Costello story. We love Elvis Costello stories. David, you're on the radio, 344 with the Kimber Pete and Flounder. How's it going? What's up? Hey, Kimber. Merry Christmas, first of all. Thank you. Um, Merry Christmas. Yes, sir. uh, The um, back in 77, um, the music industry was trying to figure out how to package punk rock, and that was the next big thing. So yeah. they homogenized the name. They called it uh, 
New Wave, and that was and Elvis Costello. Oh, I remember that. I remember New Wave yeah. when that friend I said, "What well, the hell is New Wave?" <laughs> well, New Wave, New Wave sounded a lot better than punk. Yeah, Sex Pistols, Sex Pistols were were not homogenized enough. So Elvis Costello, Nick Lowe, uh, uh, the Rumor, a bunch of them came in at that time that were that were uh, sellable. So, um, and I was working at the time at uh, Record World, which was a music trade magazine. And so we were really very excited about um, Elvis Costello and and just a lot of the new groups that were uh, talking heads, a lot of the cool groups that were coming in. Well, in 79... Um, uh, one of my one of the the writers at the magazine asked me if I wanted to go out for drinks and meet his wife. His wife was working at A and M Records, calling colleges and getting the chart numbers of the you know what what they were playing at the various cool. colleges and compiling them. And so he wanted to meet her. And so my roommate at the time was a writer for the. Uh, for Record World, but he also was a stringer for uh, Rolling Stone, Village Voice, and and other you know music magazines. So so as we were leaving, he said, "Hey, uh, uh, can I tag along?" Sure, you know that means I didn't have to ride the subway home, you know, late at night alone. So we're we're all uh, sitting around um, having a couple of pitchers of beer, and um, my friend's wife came in, and you know he said, "Honey, I was the day." She said, "I have the strangest." phone call uh i was talking to um the 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 radio uh student radio uh person from in in, um uh columbus ohio and she said that um bonnie rate beat up elvis costello last night in the car after hours what yeah i know i know and so and so we're going oh that's that you know that's kind of crazy we kind of laughed it off well we came my roommate and i came home and he had all this information on bands touring and you know what was going on he had all the press releases and things like that this is of course 79 way before the internet so you couldn't go online and check so he was looking and he and first of all he went to see where bonnie Raitt was touring and she was touring in la and he goes well that's interesting then he looks to see where elvis costello's touring he was touring columbus all right so all of a sudden it started becoming a little bit more true and then he cross-referenced what other bands were touring in columbus and he saw that stephen Stills band was touring the same time in columbus so then he pulled the roster of the stephen Stills band and saw that Bonnie Bramlett, who had sung was with Delaney and Bonnie, was singing backup with Stephen Stills. So all of a sudden, this this crazy notion become, started becoming more and more likely. So he got on the phone, and this is also before cell phones. So he's calling all these bars in Columbus, going, "Hey, I heard about the fight in your bar last night. Can you tell me about it?" And the first couple of bars said, you know, I'm sorry, I have no idea what you're talking about. But about the third or fourth call, the bartender said, man, he said, I can't believe you know this because the word out was they told us to not tell anybody and it was it was hush hush. All right, the music's call, playing, so tell, tell us what happened real quick. What actually did happen? <laughs> well, um, uh, well, basically, uh, Elvis Costello called um, uh, said uh, Bonnie, Bonnie Bramlett said 
you know, Americans invented rock and roll. Elvis Costello said, no, they did. He started, and he and, and she said, uh, how could you discount people like Ray Charles? And Elvis Costello said, Ray Charles, he's just an ignorant, blind N-word. Oh, boy. At which point, she reached over the table and knocked him across the table. <laughs> and, they were both on CBS Records, so CBS tried to cover the thing up. But wow. then my uh, my roommate then uh, broke the story uh, with the, the Village Voice. So, I'll be um, damned. Well, listen, th- I'm, I'm so late for the break. They're killing me. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I appreciate it. 349 with a Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. <laughs> Hey, Flounder, can you put up uh, Fox News Live for a second? There was a shooting at University of Las Vegas, University of Nevada, Las Vegas, and the suspect is dead. The college and what has become an institutional part of American life. This is live report. Now is the concern about something like this. And um, unfortunately, I would say, it, it has also been marbled into law enforcement. Because well, that's right. Let's cut it out. Uh, a minute ago, they were interviewing a, one of the uh, student, a lady, a girl student at the uh, campus about their uh, shooting. Don't know exactly what happened. Somebody was shot. There was a shooting at the University of Nevada in Las Vegas, and the suspect is dead. I don't know whether the cop shot him or uh, he killed himself or whatever. But anyway, we'll, we'll keep you posted. All right. Sorry. What? Are you okay? Oh, and there goes my there goes my iPad. Oh my God, my iPad is gone. Founder's got my. In fact, he's been working on that for three days. Got him to have passwords. I can actually look up stuff on there and send things to him that I, I couldn't do before. <laughs> this is gonna. I'm I'm being dragged into the 21st century. <laughs> can I just add something here? Yes, please. Yeah, thank you. I've decided not to ask David to give the toast at the wedding. <laughs> Wait a minute, start again? <laughs> oh, active shooter. Oh, he got the whole story. Look at Flounder put the story on my iPad. This is my first iPad experience. Oh, my God. It's 355, and this is, what, the 6th of December, and, I, and I'm now my, doing my first iPad. Exp- I'm holding an iPad in my hands. Oh, my God. By the way, it's beautiful. It's, it's shiny. The glass isn't cracked like my phone. <laughs> I have like 15 cracks in my phone. Yeah, I looked at your phone. It's, gotta, not, it's gotta, not good. It's, uh, well, I'm going to throw it away. Uh, active shooter at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, with multiple victims. Oh, my God, this is a back can read. Oh, my God. Uh, ex- police responding to an active shooter, college business school. He's located and suspect is dead. Uh, appear to be several victims. Students were told to run, hide, fight. Um, FBI is there. This means probably looking for white supremacists and Catholics. Uh, and we're responding. And uh, that's all they got. So we don't know. Now, how do we get I hit the arrow on the left there? How do we get back to my screen? I'll uh, show you that later. Oh, I think I did it. Wow, look at that. Way to go. Oh, man. That's fantastic. (laughs) Anyway, uh, 356. By the way, Founders Funny's coming up a little bit. We've got a whole bunch of stuff here, Mirror Things. Let's play some We have a uh, short set here uh, due to the... uh, Lengthy phone call right. and storytelling. Which we appreciate. Which we appreciate. It was a little longer than normal, but we do appreciate the storytelling. So now uh, we got, you, uh, well, man. Do we have, <laughs> I just looked at the clock. Yeah, it's it. almost three. It's almost time to go. Uh, do we have time? We don't really have. I'll tell you what. Coming up, we're gonna, you're going to hear from Riley Gaines. 
uh, responding to the claims. Yeah, we got time. We can play her. All right, well, let's see. O'Reilly Games in Congress is snake of a representative, Summer Lee, uh, the uh, screaming liberal from De- uh, Pennsylvania, uh, tried to uh, call her names, and O'Reilly uh, Gaines called her right back the hell out of it. And to me, that although the title of this hearing implies a much-needed discussion, we're girl, likely liberal. going to be forced to listen to transphobic bigotry. Inclusion cannot be prioritized over this safety. Riley. And fairness. And Ranking Member Lee, if my testimony makes me transphobic, then I believe your opening monologue makes you a misogynist. Thank you. I now, thank you, um, Ms. Gaines. I now recognize Ms. Perry for her opening statements. Good afternoon, Chairman McLean, Ranking Member Lee, and distinguished members of the subcommittee. My name is Sarah Parshall Perry. I am a senior legal fellow at the Heritage Foundation. As a former varsity athlete, the mother of a girls varsity athlete, and former senior counsel for civil rights at the Department of Education, I have, as the saying goes. Uh, Madam Chair, excuse me, I move to have uh, the gentlewoman's words taken down. The committee will suspend. Madam Chair, she's engaging in personalities. Can I just ask how it's fair to be called transphobic? There's a... I would say men disguising themselves as women are engaging in personality. That's order. MTG. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Order, order. Let's let's get a ruling. The chair. Okay, I move to withdraw the point of order. Thank you, Ms. Lee. Um, I now recognize Ms. Perry for her opening statement. We can start over. Thank you. That's unbelievable. They, they, they slammed her. They called her names, and she said, well, if you're going to call me name, then you're going to call you misogynist. And he says, and then this slimy snake of a representative slime bag, Summer Lee, uh, wants to have her comments taken off the record. You freaking phonies. You're the ones who say we're coming after you, Kavanaugh. You liberals are the, you know, the, the muskrat hair girl from California. Uh, what's her name? Uh, the congresswoman saying disrupt all you can. These people are just freaking phonies and liars. And they're trying to get the comments of Riley Gaines stricken from the record. You snakes. You dirty freaking snakes. She says, oh, you're just, uh, you know, it's another extremist Republican hearing attacking trans kids. You Republicans, what a cruel, unserious party. Yeah, you snaking, lousy, freaking fraud. Disgrace. What a freaking disgrace. Why do you vote for these people? They don't respect women. Four o'clock with a Kimmer Pete flying. Man, we got a lot more of this stuff, too. Look out. W292EV Marietta, a Dickie Broadcasting Station. This hour is presented by Atlanta Safe House. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. <sighs> or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at CampMargaritavilleLanierIslands.com. A lifetime of hard work. Children laughing in the kitchen. Family photos on a restaurant wall. A legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation. 
like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. I don't know what I want, but I know how to get it. <laughs> I love it. Why did I think of that? This is Europe. No, this is the Sex Pistols. This is Sex Pistols. Well, I didn't know that. <laughs> so are we doing Sid Vicious now here? Oh, no, because yeah. uh, when we did Europe, we did the breaking news of Vegas. Oh, the Vegas I never shooting. actually referred yeah. to it. Oh, in fact, two things. All right, well, let me, let me restart. I'm so sorry. Uh, I talked over when Flounder was going to play Europe and number one in the singles chart with the final countdown. Here it is right that's here. That's one. That's one. I, in fact, they played this for uh, Arrested Development all the time on the TV series. This was their theme all the time. Uh, this uh, Europe was only the second Swedish act to score a British number one song. It was number one in 25 countries. The lyrics were inspired by David Bowie's song Space Oddity. That was Europe in 1986. Now, the one that Fonda was just playing was Sid Vicious with the Sex Pistols. And it was on this day in 1978. Sid Vicious smashed a glass in the face of Patti Smith's brother, Todd, during a fight at a New York City club called Hurrah. Sid Vicious. Of <laughs> course, that's why he got the name. I guess, uh, Vicious. Uh, our birthday list includes... Well, here's not. Here's how Flounder's birthday guy describes this birthday. Debbie Rowe is 65. Michael Jackson's hired uterus. She's the biological mom of Paris Jackson and Prince Michael Jackson Jr. Debbie Rowe, 65 years old today. And a note in history. Uh, oh, and that's a very important day in history. 1884. The Washington Monument was completed. Named after our first president, George Monument. It was a tremendous achievement when they put the final... <laughs> Shut up. Amazing. <laughs> no one knows that. But you... Some kid's going to write that in a test tomorrow. <laughs> first president, George Monument. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, 405. Huh? Oh, by the way, I, I missed another thing because I was doing... I got my new iPad. I was so excited. Flounder had me look up a story on my new iPad. First thing I've ever actually held an iPad in my freaking hands. And you were saying something, Pete, about some guy named David doing a toast at a wedding? What the hell was all that about? <laughs> David's story went a little long there. Oh, a great story. <laughs> I love the, the story. But I said, I don't think I'm giving him the toast at the wedding. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> <laughs> David, no offense, no offense. We just, you know, Flounder's in here jumping up and down because, we, you know, we got these breaks. We got to do, you know, people are paying money to be on the radio station. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I felt bad. Said, well, we need to kind of get to the end here. I said, you know, because that's no, there's no good way to say hurry up, hurry up. You know, <laughs> so, I think I saw that movie, The Never-Ending Story. <laughs> anyway, 406 with a Kimmer Pete and a Falana. What's your next Holy Crap at Sports podcast, by the way? Do you know? have any idea? Uh, I think it's uh, going to be Friday morning. Even though tomorrow is going to be a really, really, really long day for me. So Why? What do you got, we'll medical see. stuff or something? Now i got to get the car in for the uh, oil change and new tires, so I have oh to have boy. it at 8 in the morning, which means I have to leave here at 5.30 to oh head boy. down there. 
So it's going to be late, yeah. late. Oh, I love it. Uh, 406 with the Kimmer, Pete, and Falounder. And our number, by the way, we love phone calls, 404-741-1230, 741-1230. We do have some Flounders funnies, which we will get to shortly uh, at, at any time he feels like it. And a couple of things. First, another news thing. But a lot of stuff on the hearings yesterday, which I, I would love to take those things live. It's, it would be impossible to do it. Uh, but this, uh, man, the stuff that's going on in our country, if you if you have a chance, if you haven't heard some of these sound bites and, and heard some of these stories, it's really important because I'm hoping that this entire theme of gender equity and equality and all this kind of thing, this business with the Muslim hate or the Jewish hate and the Hamas thing, all this stuff I'm hoping will continue to show you liberals who you're voting for. Elise Stefanik, man, I like this girl. She's a Republican congresswoman from New York State. And she took some of the – their three college presidents were at the, uh, at the Congress hearing yesterday talking about what the hell's going on on their campuses with all this Jewish hate. Uh, and Elise Stefanik uh, uh, took them to the woodshed. Uh, here's a little something of what happened when they – when these college presidents, all three and all three girls, and all three of them said, uh, well, you know, if you uh, – hate speech is bad, it's really wrong, uh, but we can't do anything about it unless it turns into action. Uh, and they said, Hold, wait a minute. So in other words, you would have to actually commit genocide before you could crack down on the case. Anyway, here's Elise Stefanik talking to these college girls. At MIT, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate MIT's code of conduct or rules regarding bullying and harassment? Yes or no? Yes or no. If targeted at individuals not making public statements. Yes or no? Calling for the genocide of Jews does have, not constitute bullying and harassment? I have not heard calling for the genocide for Jews on our campus. If the speech turns into conduct, it can be harassment. Yes. I am asking specifically (laughs) calling for the genocide of Jews. Does that constitute bullying or harassment? If it is directed and severe or pervasive, it is harassment. At Harvard, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment? Yes or no? It can be, depending on the context. What's the context? Targeted as an individual. Targeted as, at an individual. It's targeted at Jewish students, Jewish individuals. <laughs> if it's conduct. And so one of her other questions was, was I'm part of the sound, but she said, so you mean to tell me that it doesn't violate the policy unless they actually conduct the words? In other words, she said, so you're telling me that, that these students would have to actually commit genocide before you would crack down on them? That's unbelievable. By the way, just for the record, let's do this. Let's say that uh, the 10,000 students are protesting against Jews, and they're calling for the extinction. Let's say there's 10,000. <laughs> Not all 10, together 000. now. Thank you very much. Let's all say. Uh, if they're calling for the extinction of Jews, uh, let's, say, let's change the word Jews and put gays and see whether they would be cracking down on the campus of 10,000 students calling for the extinction of, of gays. How about this? How about re- replace the word with blacks? And you get 10,000 students uh, claiming and screaming for the elimination of blacks, that they were guilty of uh, genocide uh, against Hamas. Uh, Get rid of all the blacks from the river to the sea. Extinction. Uh, How about trainings? There you go. How about about have the 10,000 students on your college campuses saying, we want the elimination of trannies. They're, They're killers and murderers, and they deserve what they got. How about that? How about changing the word from Jew to tranny or black or gay 
or Democrat. How about how about ten thousand students saying we want to eliminate all the liberals? We want to get we want to genocide all the liberals because they're, they're they're bad for the world. We got to get rid of them. They deserve everything they got. Yeah, fat chance they wouldn't be cracking down on that. What a bunch of freaking phonies. And by the way, for example, uh, speaking of you know, uh, Muslims and Islam and stuff like that, remember, I don't know whether you heard yesterday's program, part where we talked to Swatum. I, t- I, I, I really admire this guy. I've never met him. I don't, I mean, I, actually, did we meet, did he ever show up one of, at one of our outings? I'm trying to, I don't, I'm not sure. I don't think, I, can, uh, God, I have such a mental block. Anyway, Swatum was one of our callers, uh, and he told us uh, yesterday he was in uh, Bosnia, Herzegovina, mass murdia, uh, uh, growing up as a kid. At 14 years old, uh, he was forced to kill people as part of uh, standing up for the good guys when all the bad guys started uh, threatening all the families and the communities and took all their guns. And Swatum was talking about as a 14-year-old, he's involved with uh, uh, killing the bad guys. He's involved with this, uh, trying to save his family's life, uh, 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 forced to flee to America or become an American citizen. Uh, and by the way, he's Muslim. But he's also an immigrant who'd signed the book. He came in the right way for the right reasons and signed the book as an American citizen. And he can be my neighbor and my friend, and I'll fight. I'll be with him in a fighting hole. He has Swatum also, the Muslim, yesterday, standing up for America, uh, said he did the right thing when he was in his country, and he would do the right thing. He would go to war and fight for America. And he can be in my fighting hole anytime. By the way, the Army's a foxhole, and the Marine Corps is a fighting hole. And he, I, I tell you what, I mean, you got to admire a guy like that, and he's a Muslim. So, you know, forget this business crap about, you know, this, this is anti-Jew that they're talking about here. It's freaking appalling. It's, it's disgraceful and disgusting. And if you change, you change the word to black or gay or tranny and see what happens on your college campus. You freaking girl presidents, everyone ought to be ashamed. You ought to freaking resign your job. In fact, I hope the board of directors fires all of them. Oh, oh, oh and then, oh, yeah, hold on, we got an update before you take the break. Uh, somebody said, was it Flounder or somebody sent me this? Uh, this one girl now from Harvard, I think it is, this one girl president of Harvard, uh, Claudine Gay, uh, says her, uh, her anti-Semitic comments were misunderstood, and they will take action against students calling for genocide. There's a backlash and uh, we were, uh, the, her words were confused, uh, and the school will take action if, if you threaten a student. Uh, so we were misunderstood. Yeah, you dirty, right, stinking liar, slut face, bitch. God, I hate these people. Oh, well, I was misunderstood. My ass. We believe what you said. We caught you. God. I, honestly, I, I mean, why do you vote for these people? They're all liberals. Every one of them did not vote for Trump. Everybody we're talking about has never voted Republican. And you keep electing them. You keep supporting them. What the hell's the matter with this country? 413. Look out. <laughs> look out. 420 with the Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. 420. Look out with it. Here with the uh, 1063 folks and Elton John from 1975 here. Now, does he sound I sinful? Well, it was on this day, 1975, Reverend Charles Boykin of Tallahassee organized the burning of Elton John and the Rolling Stones' records claiming they were sinful. Reverend Boykin was reacting to the results of a survey that said 
984 of the 1,000 local... Un- oh, oh, my God. <laughs> okay, they surveyed 1,000 local unmarried mothers. 1,000 unmarried mothers. 984 of them said they had sex listening to rock music. <laughs> So this minister said, well, we're going to burn those records. Oh, my God. (laughs) I don't think it's only unmarried women. Anyway, uh, 420. And a quick note in history. Oh, uh, 1877 on this day, Thomas Mengele Edison uh, demonstrates his recent and newest invention at his Beelzebub Labs called the gramophone. Yes, using his recorded voice, reciting, Mary had a little lamb. And he went like this. Mary had a little lamb, her father shot it dead, and now it goes to school with her between two chunks of bread. And he laughed, and he laughed, and he laughed, and electrocuted some baby birds. Uh, and our birthday list today includes 68-year-old Stephen Wright, ladies and gentlemen. It's Stephen Wright. Uh, sorry, Flounder. <laughs> it's Stephen Wright's birthday today. One time, right in the middle of a job interview, I took out a book and I started reading. <laughs> The guy said, what the hell are you doing? I said, let me ask you one question. If you were in a vehicle and you were traveling at the speed of light, and then you turned your lights on, would they do anything? He said, I don't know. I said, forget it then. I don't want to work for you. <laughs> you know, yeah, it really was an amazing, his whole look. I mean, that funny hair and the, the top of the bald part and the long thing. I mean, just he had, he really had a great gig. He just had a great thing. And, he, and I guess he's still doing it. I, I wonder if he's still yeah, touring. Yeah, he is. Is he? Is he? Wow. Uh, 422 with a Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. Here's the number, 404-741-1230, Okay. Uh, we're talking about what's been going on in Congress, uh, a Congress, another hearing. Senator Marsha Blackburn, Tennessee Republican, criticizing Dick Durbin. I, I, this guy is a slime bag. He's a lying, conniving, little sneaky little cheat. He's, 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 he's the kind of guy, you know, when he was in fifth grade, I guarantee he'd go up behind some girl and pull her ponytail and then blame it on somebody else. You know, he's one of those kind of snotty little snot guys. I just said, well, they have to wipe the smile off his face. He's been blocking Marsha Blackburn from getting a subpoena for Jeffrey Epstein's uh, uh, child molester airlines. Uh, and, and she said, Senate Democrats have been trying to get the, uh, they've been going after Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, but they ignore uh, Justice Sotomayor using her taxpayer-funded staff to make speaking engagements where they sell a bunch of her books for money. And they don't want to talk about Jeffrey Epstein. She's been trying to get the thing. Uh, and then Dick Durbin uh, went on the record yesterday at the Cong- at the hearing and said, oh, I, I, we've never spoken. I've never had anything to do about this. Well, that turned out to be a lie. Here's a little bit of something in her conversation here. Marsha Blackburn and Dick Durbin. Chairman Durbin, can I ask you a quick question? Um, why won't you subpoena Jeffrey Epstein's flight logs? This is the Fox so report. Who are you? Hillary Vaughn with Fox. <laughs> Fox, of course. Uh, of I course. don't know anything about his flight logs. But why won't you subpoena them? Why don't you want to know? I know the issue. I know who Epstein was. But I certainly don't know anything about the issue. Well, he was charged with sex trafficking, so why don't you want to know who was utilizing his private plane? Never been raised by anyone. Well, Senator Blackburn has wanted to subpoena them, and there hasn't been a vote in your committee. He said a word to me, not a word. But aren't you curious, like, what high-profile or powerful people might 
be closeted predators and pedophiles. Does that concern you? So why won't you subpoena them if you can? It's the first time anyone has raised it. Thank you, Fox. So do you, are you curious about it? Will you do it? And he walks away. Ignores it and walks away. Well, here's the here's the fact. He claimed he was not aware of Senator Blackburn's amendment to subpoena Jeffrey Epstein's flight logs. That's what he said. He said that during the hearing yesterday where FBI Director Christopher the Cossack Ray, the disgrace of Atlanta, the disgrace of America, the liar and perjurer who should have been fired and put in jail for perjury before Congress more than once, including yesterday, by the way, again. And during that hearing, Senator Durbin said, for the record, I want to make this on the record now, uh, the, the, uh, Senator Blackburn and I have never talked about this. I don't know anything about this. Well, then Senator Blackburn pushed back for her amendment in a judiciary hearing back in November, twice in November, and she said, talked about the subpoena for the flight logs and in this horrible conduct and everything in the Lolita Express. And by the way, uh, for the record, if uh, if Donald Trump had ever visited Epstein Island, Dick Durbin wouldn't have blocked the release of those flight logs. For uh, And by the way, Rob Reiner was uh, doing an interview and somebody said, hey, have you ever been to Epstein Island? He said, yeah, many times, but that doesn't mean anything. What was Reiner doing on the island with all those little slave girls? He victimized children on Epstein Island. Then you call him that pig out. He was a fluffer, according to some of the comments. And again, Durbin got caught in a complete bald-faced lie because they showed the video of her, of him last night, of Marsha Blackburn last night, completely contradicting it in front of him, saying she wanted the records. I mean, it's just, they caught him again. The evidence is, is just, a, it's just a totally freaking unbelievable. Also, speaking of Christopher Ray, how about this? More than, oh, man, this guy is a disgrace. He needs to be jailed. Senator Kennedy from Louisiana asked Christopher Ray, the FBI, the federal Gestapo of investigation director, the FGI director, uh, why didn't the FBI just say, hey, the laptop, 100, uh, Biden's laptop is real? The issue came up, uh, and the FBI had never said anything about it, and, and, and Senator Kennedy says, why didn't you just say it was real? I mean, you didn't have to say anything about what was on it. You could have said, we don't know anything about the content, but for the record, the dis- discussion's been that it was it's real. We, the FBI's determined it is a real laptop. We can't say what's on it. We don't know anything about what's on it, whether it's lies or evidence or whatever else, but we can say the laptop is real. Why didn't you just say that? And Ray said... <laughs> Well, we have to be very careful about what we can say, especially in the middle of an election season. Really? He couldn't admit the laptop was real because it was an election season? He actually admitted that? Another issue, going after Catholics. Josh Hawley, holy cow, if you didn't see this, um, you should Google it. The Josh Hawley taking on the liar perjurer Christopher Ray, the disgrace of Atlanta. Freaking liar. And he was in he was in a setup on that mostly peaceful January 6th Ashley Babbitt Day non-insurrection protest at the Capitol. He had hundreds of agents in there and sneaks and liars and cheats in his assets. And then said, well, we can't talk about our investigative capabilities. You freaking liar. You're in on it. Uh, Holly says, how many people were fired for targeting Catholics at the FBI? Zero. But he says, don't worry. Chris Ray says they were admonished and got a note in their file. So Josh Holly oh, says, boy. gee, I'm sure America's 60 million Catholics feel a whole lot better. Josh Holly got fed up. He said to Christopher Ray right to his freaking face. He said, you said we do not go after priests and ask them about their parishioners. You said we do not. You didn't say we haven't. You didn't say we won't. You said we don't. It turns out you do. You're a freaking liar. They caught him. And then Ray says, well, we put a note in their file that that was wrong. <clears throat> oh. Huh. 
Uh, how about this? Uh, the DOJ under Merrick Garland and the FBI under Chris Ray now are the biggest threats to our democracy. They admit that there's enough fentanyl to flood the American public and kill every American. Every American has come in in the last two years enough fentanyl to kill every single American. Then why hasn't he stopped it? He's America's police force. Why are you letting these people come across the border? Go get them. Arrest them. Stop them. You're not doing squat. He says the U.S. is facing the highest risk of attack in years. There are blinking lights everywhere warning the terrorists will exploit the southern border. Then why aren't your agents on the southern border stopping everybody from coming in? You freaking lying scumbags. They're also hiding Jeffrey Epstein's logs. Speaking of the flight logs, they've got all the surveillance videos and all the computers. And he says, well, I haven't even looked at that in a long time. Oh, you haven't? Oh. Gee, maybe you want to. This is unbelievable. And now they want this new reauthorization of the FISA courts to impose a requirement that the FBI would not have to get a search warrant before they go through backdoor searches of your database. To expand the FISA court after they abused it before with a whole Russian collusion thing in the Steele dossier. Every one of them should be in freaking prison. 430, slimy scumbag on American traitors as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Remember this theme? <laughs> Norman Lear passed away at age 101. This is the theme from one of his many famous hit TV shows. Sanford and Son, Good Times, The Jeffersons, All in the Family. (laughs) Won six Emmy Awards for his work in TV. First African-American nuclear family TV show, The Evans Clan on Good Times in 1974. And uh, some, uh, a little piece of, uh, of uh, TV history here, too, Flounder, if you want to. Everybody in this town is going to be laughing at me. Lamont got stood up. He got left waiting at the church. Say, Pop, hmm? let's move back east. It'll help me forget. We, we can go to Newark. They got a black mayor there. Black mayor ain't going to help you forget. He got enough troubles of his own. <laughs> You're still young, son. You got your whole life before you. Forget about that. Go out and have some fun. Meet your girl and live it up. Live it up. You got no feeling at all, Pop. You know that I just got crushed. You're talking about live it up. Yeah, live it up. See, it's like it's like biting an apple in the dark. See, if the first bite is sour, you turn it around and nibble somewhere else. <laughs> That's really a gem, Pop. <laughs> Sanford and Son. <laughs> Red Fox was Red Fox was a really foul-mouthed comedian, hugely successful and famous. And when he went, when they had him star in that TV series, there were a lot of people saying, "Oh my God, what are you doing?" Uh, but he was a, a giant hit star, and still, I, has he been? I guess been dead a long time now. I don't remember. But anyway, uh, that was uh, uh, the career of Norma Lear. Died at 101. Um, All in the Family, Sanford and Son, Good Times, the Jeffersons. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, he, uh, I mentioned earlier that he uh, uh, quit college during World War II and joined the Army and flew 52 combat missions. Um, he was, uh, let's see, his own father went to prison for selling fake bonds and told his wife to stifle herself. 
<laughs> and anyway, boy, who didn't uh, appreciate Norman Lear? And again, that's kind of stir. That's kind of TV stuff you probably couldn't even do today on, on regular television. But you could do it on cable. But oh, by the way, Pete, did you? I, I started. Well, I didn't watch all of it. Of. Uh, the, the show we like. <laughs> oh, Say it. I can't. It won't come out of my mouth. The, oh my God! It won't come out of my mouth. Fargo. Fargo. Jeez. Oh. I did not watch Fargo last night. I'm going to watch it in a little bit. I, I watched about, about it last 15 night. minutes of it. I love this girl, man. I love this hot chick who's the star of it. She's just a pistol. I mean, I like everything about her. I just, I, she, I just, I think she's so cool. I hope she becomes a major hit star because of this. Uh, quick birthday uh, list here: uh, Janine Turner. Remember her from Northern yeah. Exposure. Very attractive uh, brunette mm-hmm. lady. Janine Turner is sixty-one years old today. And uh, an historical note. Uh, here we go. On this day, nineteen forty-one. Remember the year nineteen forty-one. Today, December sixth. On this day, nineteen forty-one, President Franklin Roosevelt. Appealed for peace to Emperor Hirohito of Japan on this day in 1941. And he bombed Pearl Harbor the next day. Yeah, some appeal for peace. Japanese. I guess they got theirs. Oh, by the way, speaking of the border and the FBI, I'm serious. If the FBI's are a national police force and they know that fentanyl's coming across the border and that disgraceful liar and perjurer, uh, uh, Christopher the Cossack Ray, suspected Russian double agent, if he admitted there's enough fentanyl to kill every American, every American, enough fentanyl coming across this border, then why isn't he stopping it? That's illegal, right? Bringing fentanyl across the border? Gee, let me think. Is that illegal? I think, oh, maybe in certain areas... Uh, then why aren't you there? Why aren't you arresting them? Searching them? Seriously? What, what the hell? And instead, they're taking the sky marshals off the planes and putting them on the border to help fill out paperwork. They're not there to stop people coming in. They're there to help them come in with paperwork. Oh, what? And yesterday, Flounder sent this to me a little while ago. Uh, yesterday at the border, there were more than 12,000 migrant encounters at the southern border, the highest single-day total ever recorded. Ever recorded. They're getting as many in as they can before the election. Anyway, 440. 404-741-1230 with the camera Pete and uh, Philander. Uh Let's see. Oh, this is... Uh, here we go. Uh, again, here, there's more of this gender stuff and white stuff and privileged stuff. It's all over the place. And once again, college campuses. I almost... I, I'm getting sick of even looking at it. Ohio State University has a health sciences, a health, health sciences program which, when you sign up, requires you to take part in an array of discussions and assignments about gender and race, individual differences in patient-client populations. Uh, let's see. Uh, a group of physicians, uh, medical students, patients, policymakers aim to protect health care from a radical, divisive, and discriminatory ideology. One class assignment outlined in their obtained documents called Unpack the Invisible Knapsack, asking students to complete a series of activities about their privilege. Uh, the activities listed include the white privilege knapsack, the heterosexual privilege knapsack, and the able-bodied privilege knapsack. And they can substitute heterosexual for able-bodied if you want to. <laughs> Uh, the students were asked to write a reflection and consider how this differs or doesn't or not from how you framed your relative privilege and what you can do with the amount of privilege you do have and how things would be different if you had more privilege. 
the uh, heterosexual knapsack, category sexual orientation, gender identity. Tell the students if you're a straight person, you do not need to worry about people harassing or assaulting you. Uh, the titled uh, White People discuss thoughts about uh, students requiring to address whiteness, describe what the term white means to them, and why the statement Black Lives Matter triggers some white Americans. Uh, some of the folks are saying, now, wait a minute, this is a scene across many American universities as indoctrinating students, adoption of divisive and political ideologies aimed at indoctrinating students. Pure identity politics can only lead to divisiveness and intergroup hostility. Uh, what the hell's going on around here? That's Ohio State University. How about uh, Portland Public Schools? From now on, after a new union contract with the teachers union, part of the union contract not only gave them uh, $28 million worth of races, uh, the average Portland teacher now gets between fifty dollars and $97,000 before the raise. They're going to get up to thirteen grand per teacher in a raise and a three-year uh, three cost of living increase. Anyway, part of the union deal, they made a deal so that now... You have to take into consideration the impact of issues related to the student's trauma, race, gender identity, presentation, sexual orientation, disability, social emotional learning, and restorative justice as appropriate for the student before they can be punished if they're being disciplined. So one mother of five says, now wait a minute. You don't tell a child that because of his skin color, they're going to get a lesser punishment because there's something about them that's driving them to skip school or something. It takes away the, the dignity of the child and the choice and, auto, choice and autonomy. They have to now take the gender, identity, and race into account before the kids can be disciplined. Uh, this is unbelievable. <laughs> Talk about not being created equal. And for, for 44, how about California retailers? If you have a certain size store in California, regardless of whether you have traditionally been marketing your toys for either boys or girls, doesn't make any difference. According to a new bill, uh, child care items are toys. Child care items refer to any product designed to facilitate sleep, feeding children, relaxation, or helping children with sucking or teething. Uh, the ra age range of children in the bill, uh, legislation refers to kids 12 year age, uh, years of age and under, toys defined as a product designed to intended to be used by children by the manufacturer. And now, California retailers who refuse to have gender neutral toys for children will be fined $500 under the new woke Gavin Newsom law. This is after the uproar that toys soared uh, uh, over LGBT toys during Pride Week like at Target. Slammed for their uh, Pride seasonal items in the spring this year. And they pulled them off the shelf after critics said, we're going to burn you down. And then they had the tuck-friendly bathing suits for women who want to, who are actually guys, who want to tuck themselves away so they look like girls. And they have tranny t-shirts for children. The plunging share price of Target wiped out $10 billion of the company's value at Target. $10 billion gone because of this nonsense. And now California says if you don't have trans-neutral toys in your toy store, you get fined 500 bucks. <laughs> Quarter of five. Where's my America? With a Kimber Pete and Flounder. Don't know where it went.
come. Bye-bye. You're going to hear another voice named Rob coming up in a minute. An actual phone call at 404-741-1230. I love it. Play the lead here. Sorry. Let's Zeppelin. Honey, you need it. Da, da, da. I'm gonna give you my love. Da, 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 da. I'm gonna give you my love. Heard you. Yeah, Led Zeppelin, 1969. Led Zeppelin made their debut in the singles chart with Whole Lot of Love. Went on to be number four. I thought this was a top a number one hit. I can't believe it. Made number four in the chart was the first of six top 40 singles for Led Zeppelin in America. Uh, during the band's career, Zeppelin never released any singles in Britain. That's kind of strange. Uh, I don't know why I think that's strange. I guess I thought they were a British group. Aren't they a British group? They're not obviously not a British group. I guess they're all American. Yep, they're a British group. Well, well, how could they not release a single in Britain? They never released any singles in the United Kingdom. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's the damnedest thing I've ever... I can't believe it. I don't understand it. They couldn't have been too, you know, gross or anything. Hell with... Anyway, I don't know. That's a damn strange. A quick birthday list. Andrew Cuomo. Uh, the uh, nutbag former uh, governor and the brother of fired CNN anchor, Chris Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo is, is 66 today, and now I think he's going to run for mayor of, of New York. Uh, they, some of, there was a survey saying that he would wipe out that uh, the dirtbag that everybody hates now. The former cop who was supposed to be the savior of New York City has now found himself, yeah, you wanted to be a sanctuary city. Well, here they are, and now everybody hates them. Uh, on this day in history, on this day, and uh, Pete will know more about this than I do. And by the way, I saw your posting of the, uh, what do you call it, the thrusher? Who, who was the, the badness of the, uh, of the bad uh, uh, Christmas people get taken away by the bad Santa? Krampus. Kr- Krampus, Krampus. I saw your posting on that on my Facebook page. Um <laughs> On this day in 343 A.D., 343 A.D., the real St. Nicholas died. He secretly gave gifts to poor brides-to-be and is the patron saint of bankers and pawnbrokers, it says here. <laughs> the ones got all my money, <laughs> the banksters. Uh, anyway, uh, 452, uh, 404-741-1230, 1230s the number. Here's Rob uh, calling in with a Kimber Pete Flounder. Rob, thanks for being with us. What's going on? Uh, in 2004 to eight, I worked with some illegals. I'd never worked around them before in my life. And uh, one of them was a cut above. He spoke plain English. And uh, he would take his family to the library. He made sure his whole family's wife and kids could speak English. And, you know, he was a great guy. He was brilliant. I mean, he knew American history better than all these other people I worked with that born here. Yeah. But one, one day I asked him, I said, are you going to try to get legal and buy a house or anything? He said, no, when I get a little older, I'm going to go back to Mexico. He sent most of his money back anyway. He says, I'm just here for the money, and I'm just so afraid. That's what 99% of them are here for. They have no allegiance to this country, you know? Yeah. Well, And and again, honestly, if I were a poor Mexican and uh, with a family and I have no money and no skills and no education or whatever, and I had a chance to come to America and live here under a lot more freedom and not worry about gangs and cartels, stuff like that, and and, and eke out a living... No wonder. Of course, they all want to come over. They all thank President Biden, uh, President Showers, her daughter at the border. One after another, oh, thank you so much. Hell, they're wearing his T-shirts. <laughs> and again, it's not like they owe allegiance to America. They're looking for a better life. I don't blame them, but that doesn't mean they can just come in willy-nilly. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It's, anyway. going in. it's going to bite us in the butt for it's over, and yeah. you know it as much as I do. Absolutely, absolutely. Rob, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. I, 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 exactly, absolutely correct.
12,000 came in yesterday in one day. 12,000. By the way, how would you like to live there? How would you like to live? And I, I saw something on Fox where now they're, uh, uh, there's a new point in Arizona now where they've discovered they can sneak over some new place in Arizona, which is now the new uh, leak point. And again, where the hell's the FBI? Why aren't they stopping these people from breaking the law? They're our police force. Well, they wouldn't want to do that. Uh, by the way, the uh, Las Vegas police, uh, apparently there were several people shot at the University of Nevada at Las Vegas campus. Uh, the killer is dead, or the shooter is dead. I don't know how many are dead. In the, There's supposed to be an update here shortly. We'll maybe try to give it the latest. But uh, I, I don't know what happened, how many were shot, how many are dead, if any. Uh, whether they were students, I assume it was, at, I think it was at the business school at uh, University of Nevada at Las Vegas. Anyway, uh, uh, 454, other items in the news. Donald Trump uh, did a little show last night. I had him on my special show, and he was uh, pretty cool. He was told me about all his future plans and stuff like that. He says he's only going to be a dictator for one day. Uh, when he gets elected again, under no circumstances, he'll just be, uh, day one, he'll be a dictator. That means closing the border, drilling, 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 and then I won't be a dictator after that. So uh, he's going to do what uh, President Showers with daughter did, change everything the first day, which I don't blame him for. And by the way, there's a debate tonight. I've even actually forgotten about it, and I'm not even sure where to, is it on Newsmax or News something? Or is it News Nation? Probably News Nation. I don't even know what that is. News Nation, I think it's uh, Channel 306. Is that on our TV? Is that like yes. a Comcast thing? It's a, yes. I'm not sure. The com, if you Google Comcast News Nation, it'll come right up. I'll be damned. Uh, but again, I mean, you th- so nobody's interested, apparently. I, I'm not going to watch it. Well, I think the Nikki Haley, Vivek, uh, Ramazan, uh, Ramaswamy. Ramaswamy, Vivek, yeah. yeah, Vivek. I think that'll be a good debate because last time there were some fireworks They're there. They're going after each other, yeah. yeah. And again, who's the fourth now? Uh, it's, uh, well, in fact, who's even the three? Vivek. Nikki Haley. And Ron DeSantis. DeSantis. And is it the Chris, fat Chris, guy? Chris, Chris Christie? Christie. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, he's, he's going to be dropping out before long. He doesn't have a chance. There's, nobody's going to elect him for president. I mean, seriously, just, just looking at him and, and listening. I mean, you're going to elect him president? I don't know. I, would you, I don't know. Pete, do you think, that's, you think that's unreasonable for me to say that? I'll bet you most people who are just looking at him would say, I don't think that guy should be president. I wouldn't even stand behind him at the buffet. <laughs> I wouldn't want to get in front of him. Uh, anyway, uh, by the way, speaking of going <laughs> after Donald Trump, uh, and then again, the debate tonight. By the way, the debate tonight is two hours from 8 to 10. Who's going to watch two hours of those guys? Not me. Yeah. Anyway, this is really sneaky and nasty, and, and it's exactly the opposite of what the truth is. The slime bag special counsel, Jack Smith, who's going after Donald Trump, uh, he, uh, uh, he has now filed an historical record. He's going to try to use Donald Trump's record of speech for 20 years, uh, going back years and years and years. In fact, going back to his claims of voter fraud as, as far back as 2012, uh, retaliating, saying uh, Trump re- promised to retaliate against individuals who push back an election fraud claims. Uh, he's got a detailed plan, a historical record, actions in election obstruction case against him in Washington. Uh, they want to see evidence to the jury that took place in charging him with trying to overthrow these elections. That's what Democrats did. My God, they went to the Supreme Court. Al Gore, remember the dangling chads, hanging chads, all that stuff? These are the official election deniers. <laughs> this is what they've done their entire freaking career. Was that a flounder? Yeah, that was up? me. Sorry yeah. about that. <laughs> Mark it on the, the chart. Dump Bingo. <laughs> Mark it on the Bingo. chart. Damn it. <laughs> uh, they're going to have Do- Donald Trump's claims of threats against adversaries. 
for the Capitol March. They're going to show prosecutors have collected years of Donald Trump's public statements on social media, including a tweet from 2012 about voter fraud in the race between Barack Obama and Mitt Romney. So they're going to say because Donald Trump has always been an election denier from 2012 and everything, it proves that he was trying to overthrow the government. Oh, my God, that's what you did. All you Democrats did that. Oh, this is unbelievable. They're saying, well, Donald Trump once back in September 2020 when he was doing a debate, he said about the Proud Boys, he said, well, stand back and stand by, all right, because things are going to happen. And so they said, well, that's proof that he held the, told, the, told the Proud Boys at that moment to go burn down the Capitol and kill everybody. That's how they're going to play. prove Donald Trump is an anarchist who wanted to kill America because he, he said to the Proud Boys, stand by, stand back. Uh, that he made that comment during a debate, and that's how they're going to prove that Donald Trump was out to get America from the beginning. I mean, this is outrageous. They're, they're using his comments from 20 years ago. Well, they always they accuse the other side of what they themselves are of doing, what? so they muddy the waters. Yep, that's exactly it. Do uh, you see what's happening in California? They've had to cancel the lighting of the menorah tomorrow at Sacramento at the Capitol because of Palestinians, and now they're canceling the tree lighting because they're thinking the Palestinian uh, pro-Hamas people are going to show up and, and go mostly peaceful. Uh, well, they better cancel the Christian tree lighting and see how the people well, that's like what they that. did. Yeah, I mean, that's they, unbelievable. They, yeah, they, cancel them all, right? God, this is amazing. Because no. of them, everybody gets canceled. You know, they, no, you don't cancel Muslim stuff. Well, they got to cancel the Muslim stuff. Imagine if Jews or Christians showed up and tried to and protested so much they had to cancel the Muslim festivity. Oh, man. I, 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 what the hell's going on? I hope this continues. For, well, the first, uh, the first uh, uh, election uh, primary is, what, a, a month? I hope, this, I hope this whole attitude about what the hell's going on in America continues to f- fester because these are all Democrats. They're all Democrats. Five o'clock, Kevin Pete and Flounder. Yeah, hey, look at it. Here we go. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at Camp Margaritaville In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps it. $5 $5 minimum balance required. Let's get it together, ladies. Left shoulder, right up leg, ready on your dog, target. 
It's only me, it's only the Kiver 503 with Pete Davis and Flounder on your hump day Wednesday. A lot of things going on here today and some fun. Honest to goodness, this whole political stuff, I, I'm glad. I think the country's being t- torn apart. I mean, it's not like Vietnam days where they had like three different major huge issues. But I, 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 is it just me because we're in the news business? But, man, it's one thing after another every single day. Gender and equity and trannies and the, and the Hamas and the anti-Jew. I mean, it's just unbelievable what's going on in this country. Also in the background of the economy and the border and the wars. And I mean, it's just spectacular with the, 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 the detrimental effects that are going on politically that are affecting this country. I, I, I've never lived through a time like this in my lifetime and i've been around a long time uh, weak what? men cause bad times they're they we keep saying they're children they're, they're just children and, and so and, and president showers her daughter keeps showing up talking about hey, we've got to have electric cars and uh, we're going to uh, kill the pipelines and carrie's worried about uh, it's just it's, it's, it's they're like children i mean it's like uh, it's like the 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 girl running for eighth grade student council president says we're all going to get free cokes on fridays yay let's do it yay let's all vote for her boy it sounds great let's all get free cokes how are you going to pay for them Shh, we don't know we'll just get them She's just unbelievable. Anyway, uh, Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder, 505. Uh, Holy Grabbit Sports coming up. Pete's tweets coming up a little later. We have uh, Flounder's Funnies, all kinds of things. Here's the number if you'd like to call us. We love phone calls. 404-741-1230. was my voice getting low all of a sudden? 741-1230. Uh, again, congratulations to my daughter, Jennifer. Got herself a job. Uh, she'd, been, uh, she'd been doing some things, but it was definitely, she had, she had a stroke many girls. She's almost about like 20 years now. Uh, she cleaned herself from being an addict for heroin and cocaine. And there were times when her mother and I didn't know whether she was dead or alive. Uh, and God bless her. She's a role model and a hero for what she's pulled off. And she got a job offer yesterday uh, for full-time work as a as an addiction counselor. And that's what she studied for with her degrees and so forth, despite the fact she had a stroke and could barely get around. I mean, it, what, what an enormous accomplishment. I'm so happy. She's just in tears over uh, the, the bright part in her life. And again, just very quickly, my daughter Sarah is perfect. She has She's perfect. Her husband's perfect. Her kids are perfect. Her house is perfect. Her life is perfect. Victim is unbelievable, uh, and Jennifer's life is uh, Jennifer. Uh, Sarah's like her mother, and Jennifer's like me. And and Jennifer's has been, has been a nightmare for for years, uh, but finally this happened. I'm so happy for her, and she certainly deserves it. And this is maybe a bright spot after the long time now. But she had her stroke five or six years ago, and this is a real bright spot. So congratulations, sweetie. I'm real happy for my special clunkhead, uh, Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy leaving Congress early. He's quitting this month. Quitter. I don't get it. Is he that upset that he got ousted as speaker? He's still congressman. We need his vote. We just lost another vote in Congress. He's got another job lined up, another big paying, probably lobbyist at some point in the future. Well, he's, he made the opinion piece in the Wall Street Journal, and he said he's resigning. Uh, I want to serve America in new ways. I know my work's only getting started. I'll continue recruiting our country's best and brightest to run for elected office. 
The Republican Party is expanding every day. I'm committed to lending my experience to support the next generation of leaders. Uh, the challenges we face are more likely to be solved by innovation than legislation. Um, let's see. Everyday men and women who are raising families, shown for work, volunteering, uh, passion and purpose. I agree with Reagan's observation. All great change in America starts at the dinner table. Uh, media is uh, trying to divide us. I've seen the goodness of the American people. With a smile on my face, looking back, I wouldn't have had it any other way only in America. Anyway, I, don't, I still don't get it. He doesn't say exactly what he's going to be doing other than working for the best and brightest to run for office. But, uh, I mean, why would you leave in the, in the middle of your term? I mean, that's just, he, he's quit. We have one less vote. To, for next year, starting in January, we have one less Republican in Congress. How, why would he's you do that? Ball and going home. I mean, that's just so freaking selfish. You can't stick it out for another six months or something before the eight months for the freaking election. God, I don't believe it. And if they report, now I guess they're not, I assume that the, he's from California. The governor of California is Gavin Newsom. Probably appoint his wife to fill out the term. I think I probably won't even, are they going to fill out the term? Does the governor appoint one for Congress? I know they do for Senate, and then they have a special election at some point. But I assume uh, being halfway through, they probably won't have an election until the uh, election next year. But still, he's going to appoint somebody in the meantime who will be a Democrat. What the hell? I don't, I mean, that's just so freaking selfish. Anyway, 509. Kim or Pete and Flounder. Uh, coming up, you're going to hear uh, President Showers with daughter comments as he, again, turned his back on the media because he doesn't want to get caught being a liar and a sneak and a cheat and a commie stooge. Uh, but first, Taylor Swift, Times Person of the Year. Well, uh, frankly, I understand. I, I'm kind of surprised I didn't pick a tranny. The person of the year would be a tranny, or generic trannies. Uh, that's what that would have been my choice after what's going on with this stuff. Yeah, it should have been Dylan Mulvaney. Uh, Dylan Mulvaney or someone or someone uh, just, you know, the group transsexuals or something. You'd think because uh, they've done stuff like that before. Uh, she beat out Vladimir Putin, Barbie, King Charles, among others. Uh, Taylor Swift, 33-year-old pop star, megastar. Taylor Swift is a billionaire status. Uh, she said, and she, here's what she says about it, which I think is cool. And I'm, I'm going to brag about Taylor Swift here for a second before we go to Pete. Quote, this is the proudest and happiest I've ever felt and the most creatively fulfilled and free I've ever been. It feels like the breakthrough moment of my career happening at 33. Uh, she uh, shared some comments about her relationship with Travis Kelsey, the NFL superstar. It all started when Travis very adorably put me on blast on his podcast, which I thought was metal as hell. We started hanging out right after that. Their infamous first public outing at the football game was not their first date by a long shot. Uh, and by the way, what's the phrase? I thought that was metal as hell. M-E-T-A-L, metal as hell, which means great, right? I get, but I've never, I don't think I've heard that. Is phrase. she saying metal or yeah. meta? Me- M-E-T-A-L. Metal, as in steel. I thought that was metal metal as heavy. uh, Yeah, righteous, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Anyway, um, a a couple of things about her, by the way, uh, which I thought were very interesting. Um, She said that her rise to the top came after she was almost canceled because of Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian shared a video appearing to show her approving Kanye West's song where he claims, I made that bitch famous. Uh, 
despite uh, 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 Swift's insistence that she had not. Uh, that that, uh, uh, that uh, Kanye West complained that he made Kim Kardashian famous, calling her a bitch, and claimed that uh, Taylor Swift was all in favor of this. And she says, no, 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 that's not true at all. She says, now make, make no mistake, Taylor Swift says, my career was taken away from me. Following the backlash that followed, which many people called Taylor Swift a snake. Imagery she would use for her comeback album called Reputation. Quote, you have a fully manufactured frame job, Taylor Swift speaking, in an illegally recorded phone call, which Kim Kardashian edited and then put out to say to everyone that I was a liar. That took me down psychologically to a place I've never been before. I moved to a foreign country. I didn't leave my rental house for a year. I was afraid to get phone calls. I pushed away most people in my life because I didn't trust anyone anymore. I went down really, really hard because of what Kim Kardashian did to her. Now, she says, different approach. Life is short. Have adventures. My locking myself in a way in a house for years, I'll never get that time back. I'm more interested and trusted now and trusting now than I was six years ago. And by the way, she talks about uh, very clearly her, her relationship now, and I think the world of her relationship with Travis Kelsey, in fact, uh, one of her, uh, Aaron Andrews says, uh, for the record, uh, the uh, wives and girlfriends, the wags of other football players, say this is so sweet. They're asking. They love it. It's adorable. They're like, you know why? Because he's a man, and she's lucky to be happy to be with him because he's a real man. For the first time publicly, she's out with a guy that's not like, oh, don't, don't take my picture, I'm at the concert. She's with a real guy for once. Anyway, I'm, I'm happy for her. I really am. I think she's finally acting like a girl. And ladies, you know, you can be a tough as hell and a real ball buster and everything's fine. But at some point, if you treat your man like a man and act like a freaking girl, he might appreciate it and do it. He'll kill for you. He will murder for you. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, 513 now. Uh, I will lighten the mood a little bit here coming up. Uh, holy crap with everything here. With a Kimmer Pete and Flounder, 513. Look out here. All right, look out. 513, 518. Uh, with a Kimmer Pete and Flounder coming up. I have two sports birthdays and two sports history notes and a love affair that goes through the X's. But first. We got something special every day at this hour. Holy crap, it's sports with Pete Davis. We will always together yes. look back and reminisce about yes. the Marco Gonzalez era with the Atlanta Braves. Oh, no. We'll always have from December 3rd to December 5th mm. to look back and think that was the era. I was there. They traded Marco to the Pirates for American dollars and a player to be named later. Ah. I always feel sorry for a grown man living life so long without a name. Doesn't so know his name. now we'll just call him Player X. <laughs> But now comes word there won't even uh, be a player coming, so the Braves uh, oh. get cash for uh, Gonzalez and cash. Oh, so, well, he was a Brave for right. three days. Also, <laughs> also yeah, three days. He rose after three days and went to Pittsburgh. Also, Michael Tonkin was a great feel-good story in the bullpen this past season, you know, coming back from everything he had to yeah. come back from. But he is now in the wind. Uh-huh. Michael is signed with the enemy. He is now a New York Met. Oh, you are dead to me now, Michael. You're dead. <sighs> it's over. I want him dead. I want his family dead. dead. I want a house burned to the ground. <laughs> Not really. We don't. No, Wish no. him all the best. Teasing. In the Except bar. when he plays the Braves. Well, if he plays. Uh, Gamecock, Gamecock Jesus has passed away. Uh, now, wait a minute here. 
Carlton Thompson lost his battle with prostate cancer at age 69. Mm. Uh, Carlton was at every South Carolina sporting event for years. Looked just like Uncle Cy from Duck Dynasty with his bandana <laughs> and everything. But Gamecock Jesus is in the. He's also in the wind. Wow, the bad wind. It's not good there. Former Georgia backup quarterback Brock Vandergriff has officially transferred to Kentucky. So now he will be addressed as Brock Vandergriff of the Lexington Vandergriffs <laughs> and not the Athens Vandergriffs. No, I would be there. Florida statewide receiver Johnny Wilson will not play in the Orange Bowl against UGA. He's turning pro, so I guess that means the odds are now what uh, Georgia's favored by 28-29. Jeez. No. <laughs> I Former just, Vanderbilt know, head coach. I'm, I'm I think sorry. it's 13. I, 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 I laugh. It's 13. Yeah, there so, you go. Something like that. Former Vanderbilt head coach Derek Mason is now the new head coach at Middle Tennessee. Kind of, you know, a lateral move. <laughs> sorry, Commodore Uh-oh. fans. Uh, Wyoming head coach Craig Ball says he's retiring after the Arizona Bowl. He won three national titles at North Dakota State. Hell of a career he, that gentleman had. Uh, Colorado sophomore cornerback and wide receiver Travis Hunter wins the Paul Horning Award given to the player who gambles the most money. No, wait a minute. No, <laughs> no. the most versatile player uh, in college football. Yes. <laughs> okay. I met him once. Paul Horning, Horning at, did you? Uh, the, the old Absinthe House in New Orleans. We're sitting there drinking with Jeff Van Note and in walks Paul Horning. They're good friends, and we sat there and listened to him, them tell stories for an hour. It was unbelievable. Ah, uh, cool. What a, I wish I could remember the stories because I was on Sazerac. It was my first Sazerac. Oh, Van Sazerac. Note, so you never had a Sazerac? Yeah, no. Line that, them up. Yeah, no, it's not. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> and egg creams <laughs> yeah. and all, you know, they'll put a little extra bourbon in there. You wouldn't know what happened to you. Yeah, it wasn't my favorite drink. <laughs> no. I can't say I'm a big no, fan not, of the Sazerac. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, golf's ruling bodies are changing the equipment testing to make sure the golf ball goes shorter for everyone from Tiger Woods to you, Kimmer, on all the public courses. How about the hacker who hits the ground more than the ball? How about me? Can this actually help me? I think it's about time. I think it's about time. It'll put uh, golf courses back in the way they used to be. Yep, the USGA and RNA announced the decision today. Uh, five years of intensive study. I wonder how much money they'd wasted on that. So basically, you're going to have shorter distance off the tee, some 30 yards by the PGA Tour players. Wow. Uh, so that could be interesting. Uh, or maybe it's 30 more yards for the last 25 years. I think I read that wrong. But anyway, uh, the change is not effective until 2028 for Tour and Elite Golf 2030 for recreational golfers. Well, you know, honestly, if you're a golf fan, as I have been my entire life since I started playing when I was 11 or 12 or something, you know, and in fact, I'll just one little uh, tidbit, uh, tidbit, tidbit here. Uh, Johnny Miller. I remember him doing an interview uh, a couple of years ago, and Johnny Miller was talking about the distances when the ball and the clubs and the athletes and uh, everything has been changed so much. Johnny Miller used to hit his nine iron. 120 yards. Today's players, pros, hit their 9-iron probably 160. And he hit it 120 yards, and he won all those tournaments in the early 70s. He whipped through the uh, the desert tour in Arizona and everywhere, and he hit his 9-iron 120 yards. That's a sandwich for players today. I'm t- I changed the game because golf courses became obsolete. They were, they were just bombing it up so far. The courses weren't, weren't uh, challenging to the players anymore. So they had to speed up the greens and, and, and make the rough deeper. And that, so the whole game changed. Uh, instead of, you know, having line drive shots, you had to hit high, high, soft shots to land and stop and spin on the greens because you couldn't hold the greens. Anyway, I'm sorry. I've, I got distracted. But still, no, I think I'm, it's I'm a great thing. I trying to have your... 
I was trying to have your back here. I looked up whether tidboat is a natural word, and unfortunately it is not. No, you spell it so with a T instead of a something. D. It could be a whole different thing. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Only in the Florida well, Keys no, yeah, but, do yeah, they one, have tidboats. Just boats. out of the Keys down there. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Nets take on the Hawks in State Farm Arena tonight. And uh, Flounder, you know what to do. It's time. <laughs> The Bills will have Von Miller available when they play the Chiefs this Sunday, despite his oh. arrest last week for allegedly beating up his pregnant girlfriend. Oh, boy. Did she drop charges so, or something? She must have said it was her I, fault. Or I think they're still police are still looking into it, so we'll see if that has wow. something. Wow. Well, then why would they, wouldn't they, don't they automatically, if there's an arrest... Well, maybe I not. don't know. Okay. That's the NFL, yeah. you know, National Felons League. Yeah. While most of us got over the China virus scamdemic and went back to work a long time ago, ESPN's Tony Kornheiser has just now deemed it safe enough to come back <laughs> to the studio to do his show, Pardon oh, the Interruption. God. It's the first time in three years he and Michael Wilbon have been in the studio together. So from now on, oh, Tony Kornheiser Lord. will be known as the Bubble Boy. Yeah, good Lord. Unbelievable. Uh, how bad did Jets quarterback Tim Boyle play against the Falcons last Sunday? <laughs> so bad they have cut him. So he is gone. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that's pretty bad. Oh, that's you lose to the hurt. Falcons, <laughs> you've got to go. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy is undergoing an appendectomy as we speak in oh. Dallas. Mm. The surgery usually lasts an hour. But it may take a while for doctors to actually find McCarthy's appendix and that area. morass of fat he walks around <laughs> in, that inner tube he carries. Uh, the team expects the 60-year-old will be back in time to coach their home game against the Eagles on Sunday. Wow. Do you still have your appendix? Yes, I still have my Flounder, do you have your appendix? I don't have a call bladder. But... Yes, I do. Yeah, so do I. I think most people probably do. We all do. have our appendix. Yeah. I remember when I was, I think the first time I heard about the appendix rupturing or something was a, a friend of mine named Wheeler. His last name was Wheeler, and it was in uh, seventh grade. And he had to go to the emergency hospital for a ruptured appendix. And nobody ever heard about that stuff. Anyway, sorry. I always do, used to fear an appendectomy when I drank that, uh, what was that called? Goldschlager with the little oh, gold leaves. Gold leaves, it's got gold in it. You're drinking gold. <laughs> it's it's, it's going to lodge in the appendix. Yeah, it can't be good. It just It can't be good. No. Anyway. Uh, one of our former co-workers, Heather Murphy Gertis, to this day mocks me for saying that when we were drinking, uh, the three of us, me here and Jeremy, out one that I wouldn't drink the Goldschlager because it, I, I'm not well, going to drink something. We'll stick if to Heather wanted to take me drinking, I'll drink anything, and she can mock me all she wants. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful human sweet being. Sweet young lady. These did with a sick sense of humor. No, no, she's not no, sweet enough. She's got a sick sense of humor, and just, she'll drink you under yeah, the table. She'll be on your on your knees, yeah, begging for <laughs> Stop, please. Yeah. Killing me. <laughs> These days we tell ghost stories around Halloween, but in Victorian times, the specters came out during the dark winter nights surrounding Christmas. So let's have a ghost story, shall oh, we? Please. We've heard all of the haunted Fister Hotel in Milwaukee. Oh, Fister. Yeah, I barely a even place knew that it. has scared players like Marcel Ozuna in the past. Ooh. Well, now we have the Skirvin Hotel in Oklahoma City where the NBA teams stay. It was named after former owner William Balzer Skirvin, yep. who opened it up in uh, 1911. Mm. Skirvin supposedly had an affair with a maid named Effie. She got pregnant. Uh -oh. He locked her in room 1015 to cover it up, the misdeed, only for her to commit suicide by leaping out of the window. Mm. And many people are convinced her restless soul has haunted the building ever since. And there are more than a few NBA players who seem to buy into this. 
this based on some tales. January 11, 2010, multiple members of the Knickerbockers said they had trouble sleeping due to mysterious noises and occurrences the night before a loss. Eddie Curry said he was able to get up, a, uh, get a few hours of shut-eye while staying on the 10th floor where the maid was supposedly imprisoned and eventually went to stay in Nate Robinson's room on a different floor because of all the noise. Mm. Jared Jeffries firmly stated this place is haunted. A few weeks later, multiple members of the Bulls claimed they also had issues. Taj Gibson asserted a bathroom door slammed in the middle of the night for no reason, while Derek Rose said he heard strange bumping sounds. When the Lakers headed to Oklahoma City in 2015, former Hawk Lou Williams decided he wasn't taking any chances and went to a different hotel. <laughs> the following year, Ron Artest uh, said when, when discussing an appearance he had at one point, he said, quote, the ghosts were all over me. I just accepted it. They touched me all over the place. I'm taking one for the ghost to court for touching me in the wrong places, oh, end quote. Oh, man. Bad touching, bad touching. Uh, yeah, I don't want ghosts touching me. That's like that movie, you The know, Entity. Every Ooh, time, that's, that's every, scary. every time a story like this comes out, you have to wonder whether it's real. I mean, and how would you like to be a ghost? How would you like to be trapped as a ghost? I mean, I, I assume. I, I assume they are they happy? They're supposed to are ghosts happy to be happy to be ghosts? Are they, no, are, I don't are they think screaming to be back into re, either to go into heaven or hell no. or get it over with? Or is this forever? I mean, is this like purgatory? Or I don't understand. I don't know anything about what the deal is. Do we? And, and nobody, of course, will know unless you come back from being one. And I don't know anybody who's actually been one. Uh, do you? Yeah, no, no. Nope. Congrats anyway. to legendary Red Sox play-by-play man Joe Castiglione. The 2024 mm. Ford C. Frick Award winner. At some point, the Hall of Fame needs to honor former Braves play-by-play man Ernie Johnson Sr., though. Another good point, Pete Davis. I love it. By the way, coming, do I have time for my birthdays, or should we take a thing? Yes. Uh, a couple, uh, are you done, Pete? I'm sorry. Is, was that it for you? Yeah, I'm done. Johnny, I'm done. Uh, Johnny Football Manziel, 31 today. Heisman winning quarterback at Texas A&M. Played two years for Brown and Boom, CFL and stuff. Uh, Giannis Antipinga Takamokamompo, <coughs> the uh, NFL uh, NBA star, is 29. I might have mispronounced that. Uh, and on this day in 1960, Bob Reynolds and Gene Autry were granted the franchise of the Los Angeles Angels by the American League. I used to work for Gene Autry. Uh, and in 1990, Dan Quayle was enshrined into the Little League Hall of Fame. I don't know why. <laughs> Seems he could beat up those Little Leaguers pretty good. Anyway, 5.30 with a Kimber Pete and Flounder. Look out. Here we go. <laughs> A little one-hit wonder action going on here with Steam and 1969. One-hit wonder Steam began two-week run at number one in America with Na Na Hey Hey Kiss Him Goodbye. The song was actually recorded by Gary DiCarlo, who intended it to be the B-side of his first single. Gary didn't like the song. When record executives wanted to issue it on the A-side, he insisted it be released under an assumed name. So the song became a number five hit single in Britain for a girl group you may have heard of, Bananarama. And that was in 1983, but uh, Steam had the one hit wonder, hey, hey, uh, kiss him goodbye. Not another thing there, 1969. Anyway, uh, let's see, a quick birthday of note. Uh, the hideous Judd Apatow is 56. Writer, director of The 40-Year-Old Virgin, Knocked Up, and its sequel, This is 40. He directed Amy Schumer's Trainwreck. She wrote it. 
He produced the Anchorman movies, Talladega Nights, Superbad, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Get Him to the Greek, Pineapple Express, Step Brothers, Year One, Bridesmaids, and HBO's Girls. Judd Apatow, and he's a America-hating screamer, liberal. Uh, let's see, understand history. I kind of remember this story. 1954, a wonder dog named Kid was astounding the public with her uncanny grasp of the English language. The Wonder Dog's owner said Kid understands 2,000 words and was still learning. Her mother was a Labrador Airedale cross. Kid was a mutt. She could identify stripes on neckties and go get a specific striped necktie. She could retrieve a map under a pile of papers and basically uh, go get a certain light switch. And all. I mean, it's unbelievable. And this uh, dog, this mutt, uh, could understand 2,000 words. Uh, commands and so forth. Really bizarre. Uh, 536 with the Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. Norman Lear died, age 101. Oscar-nominated comedy writer behind All in the Family. Songs that made the hit parade. <laughs> Guys like us, we had it made. Those were the days. And you do when you want me. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. We could use a man like Hyper Didn't need no welfare state. Everybody pulled his weight. GR all the sour and great. At one point in his life, in the 1970s, Norman Lear had eight shows on the air with 120 million viewers. All in the Family started in January 1971, would win four Emmys in nine years, was based on a British show, Till Death Do Us Part. Of course, uh, Archie Bunker became a huge controversial character, called his wife Dingbat, and had that liberal daughter who became uh, famous for adoptions and so forth later on in her personal life. Uh, Meathead was his son, played by Rob Reiner. Um, uh, let's see. ABC was uh, offered the chance to uh, to broadcast All in the Family twice and turned it down. CBS reluctantly took it. And here is what they said about the program when it was aired. When it was all eventually aired, there was a disclaimer which read, quote, The program you are about to see is All in the Family. It seeks to throw a humorous spotlight on our frailties, prejudices, and concerns. By making them a source of laughter, we hope to show in a mature fashion just how absurd they are. Well, All in the Family that year in 71 became number one and stayed there for a while. Uh, Spinoffs, The Jeffersons, Upperly Mobile, Black Couple Moving to Manhattan's Glitzy Upper East Side, Sanford and Son sitcom, Black Junkyard Owner in Los Angeles, Red Fox, Good Times, portrayal of working class black family in a Chicago housing project. Uh, Flan, do we have any more uh, uh, bits from uh, Norman Lear's efforts here? Just before we... I'll show you this. One of them in here, an old bear band. <laughs> a naked band at Disneyland? Oh, bear band. No, no, no. You know, bears, like brown bears, grizzly bears. Well, I hate bears. Yeah, but they ain't real bears, either. Look. I hate all bears. Take it away. I'm just trying to show you something. Stifle! <laughs> Stifle yourself. Uh, Norman Lear uh, quit college in World War II and flew 52 combat missions, among other things. 
Uh, what a career. And he died at the age of 101 years old. Five, uh, f- 539 here with the camera, Pete and Flounder. Uh, we have another Flounder's Funny coming up at some point, maybe some Pete's tweets. First of all, I cut two weird stories for you here. Now, I didn't know much about I never watched this show on TV, but on ABC television, it was one year ago today that ABC television kicked off two of their anchor uh, of Good Morning America hosts, T.J. Holmes and Amy Robach. The problem was that T.J. Holmes and Amy Robach started having an affair. They were married to two other people, and they were having an affair, and finally it became really public, and so they were basically fired. Now, here's the weird part about it. The, uh, their uh, their uh, married couples knew each other. They hung around together, the four of them, uh, the two married couples, uh, T.J. Holmes and his wife and Amy Rolbach and her husband, who was Andrew Shue, uh, the actor, uh, used to hang around together all the time. They went on tons of double dates. Their kids would be babysitting each other at the different homes. Uh, well, now, as it turns out, after all the time they spent together and then all the controversy about dealing with the, their husband and wife cheating on each other's husband and wife, now the exes of TJ and Amy, the two exes, are themselves dating each other. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. And, uh, Melrose play star Andrew Shue and attorney Marilee Feebig, his, uh, TJ's ex-wife, now seem to be also dating for the last six months. They bonded over their spouse's alleged affair, turned into something else, connected over their values, and now they, it's called they're pulling a Shania Twain. I guess she, what, did she leave her husband for... Uh, the, uh, the guy she was, I don't know. I don't know anything about that. Anyway, so now the exes are dating, which I think is fine. Everybody's happy. Nobody's upset. They're all moving on. They got something else. I guess that's a way to do it. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Uh, also, this is rather bizarre story. <sighs> a Chinese couple, both virgins, age 24 and 26, husband and wife, were trying to get pregnant trying to have her have a baby. They tried for four years straight, and it wasn't working. Finally, the family was giving them so much stress, they said, well, we've got to go to a doctor. They went to an obstetrician, and the obstetrician said, well, I tried to figure what was going on, giving some medical attention. So they talked to them and had an examination. And the woman, the wife, said that intercourse was unusually painful, but she powered through it. It really wasn't enjoyable. It really hurt, but she powered through it with the hope that uh, she would have a baby one day. Thinking there was an underlying condition, the doctor ran some tests, only to reveal that the woman was still a virgin. The reason she was still a virgin is because the husband was uh, driving down the wrong highway. Uh, They were engaging in the other style of uh, anal intimacy for four years. And the doctor explained to them, no, 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 no. It it goes in there. (laughs) Oh, well, son of a gun. Two months later, she got pregnant. So, and they're all happy and everybody's... And by the way, to thank the doctor for straightening them out, when she got pregnant... Uh, they sent the hospital a live chicken and a hundred eggs. 
And like the hen, they're finally having a, a they, they, they're having a good there day. There are so many jokes that I cannot I know, do right it's now. It's just you can't say any of them. <laughs> I got Damn a million. It. I know. It's just I think about it. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> oh, ma'am, you're still a virgin. <laughs> well, what do you mean? <laughs> well, oh, dear God. <laughs> I mean, that's just the, unbelievable. The, the, just, just the names of the kid would be hysterical. <laughs> well, I can't do any of them. No, and they're not there. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong way, Corrigan. I mean, it's just there's not there's no possible. <laughs> Oops, a Daisy. I mean, you're just there's no way to be able to. Anyway, five forty three. Uh, you know what her favorite? Uh, you know, you know music they would listen to when but, they made love. What would there be the favorite music they go? Moon River. <laughs> Clench your teeth, honey. It's time to have a baby. Uh, <laughs> here's this. Here's this piece of rawhide you can chew on while we make love. Bend over, I'll drive. <laughs> uh, Five forty-four with the Kibber feet and flounder. Let's do one quick thing of making fun of President Stupid Face here, flounder, if you don't mind. At a news conference today, President Stupid Face was talking about something stupid, uh, and then all of a sudden, a reporter asked him a tough question, and it went like this before China, he flipped. China, also China. Uh, there's polling by the Associated Press that shows that almost seventy percent of Americans. Americans, including 40% of Democrats, believe that you acted either illegally or unethically in regards to your family's business interests. Can you explain to the Americans, uh, to Americans, submit this impeachment inquiry, why you interacted with so many of your son and brother's foreign business associates? I'm not going to comment that I did not, and it's just a bunch of lies. You didn't interact with many of their lies. business associates? I did not. There's well, lies. There and off he goes. Turning his back, once again, not only on the reporters, but on the American people. That's how he feels about us. Refused to answer all lies, lies. Well, for the record, and just very briefly, uh, President Showers with daughter used synonyms such as Robin Ware 456, JB, JRB Ware, and Robert L. Peters to correspond back and forth with business partners, including Eric Schwerin from Hunter's Business Partners. Uh, he fired off 327 emails with Schwerin, the founding partner of the defunct Rosemont Seneca firm. And then he also got the Chinese exchange companies directly in email mail contact also the Iranian uh, Ukrainian energy company Burisma flying them back and forth and emailing directly to those people he's a liar and he got caught and it's on the record he's got to go but then we get you know who oh my dear god that's uh, quarter of six already with the carapete and flounder holy moly God, it's only me, it's only the Kimmer. Big day in history on this day, 1969. It's the Stones. Free festival concert at Altamont in California. Along with Jefferson Airplane, Santana, the Flying Burrito Brothers, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. The Rolling Stones uh, put on the concert for free. Meredith Hunter, a fan, was stabbed to death. As a group played by a Hell's Angels who had been hired to police the event and be security. Apparently, this Meredith Hunter was waving a revolver. One of the guys drowned. Two men were killed by a hit-and-run accident. And there were two babies born at the Altamont concert. Uh, by the time the Stones came on, a full-on riot had begun. 300,000 fans showed up at what they called Woodstock West in Livermore, California. 
Uh, Mick Jagger pleaded with the crowd to stop the rioting, and Keith Richards threatened to jump in there and get involved himself. Uh, The 1970 concert flick Gimme Shelter includes actual footage of the riot at Altamont, Woodstock West, on this day in 1969. 300,000 fans showed up at an old speedway that had been abandoned. Uh, That was 1969. A year earlier, same day, 68, the Rolling Stones released Beggar's Banquet. Their seventh studio album included Street Fighting Man, Sympathy for the Devil. Stones had gone to great lengths to toughen their sound and banish the haze of psychedelia. And in doing so, they launched a five-year period in 68, which they were produced their greatest records, it says right here. I believe it. Uh, Let's see. Quick thing with the thing there. Yeah, what have we got with the thing? With the th- oh, here we go. Uh, oh, I mentioned uh, Gene Autry on this day bought the, uh, uh, and a buddy bought the uh, Los Angeles Angels, got the franchise for the Angels. Also on the same day, 1964, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer first aired on NBC television, the uh, TV show, in Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. By the way, that song was written by Johnny Marks. I interviewed him like 50 years ago, and Johnny Marks told me the story about how uh, he wrote that song and that Gene Autry uh, originally sang the song and he was singing it to his wife and Gene Autry originally sang the song like this, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer had a very shiny nose and his wife said, no, 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 you don't go down like that. Why don't you go up at the end and make make some pep in it? So he said, what do you mean? She said, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer like that. And he said, oh, I got you. And that's how he sang the song because his wife thought it would sound better. Isn't that a cute little story? Anyway, I thought it was a cute little story about wives and husbands who like each other, stuff like that. Anyway, Rudolph and the thing with the thing there. Um, okay, 551, camera Pete and Flounder. Uh, Stephen Wright's birthday. Let's do a little of Stephen Wright here, Flounder. Uh, Stephen Wright's 68 years old, I believe was, as I said earlier, 68 or 69. One of the great comedians who came up with a gig, and it worked, and he's been uh, successful ever since. A little Stephen Wright uh, humor for you here today. Friday, I was in a bookstore. I started talking to this very French-looking girl. She was a bilingual illiterate. She couldn't read in two different languages. <laughs> <laughs> Left the store and went down the street to my bus. My bus came and I got on. Started walking toward the back. Sat down beside this beautiful blonde Chinese girl. <laughs> I said hello and she said hello. I said, Isn't it an amazing day? She said, Yes, it is, I guess. I said, What do you mean you guess? She said, Well, things haven't been going too well for me lately. I said, like, what? She said, I can't tell you. I don't even know you. And I said, yeah, but sometimes it's good to tell your problems to an absolute total stranger on a bus. <laughs> she said, well, I've just come back from my analyst, and he's still unable to help me. And I said, what's the problem? And she paused and said, I'm a nymphomaniac, and I only get turned on by Jewish cowboys. <laughs> Then she said, by the way, my name's Diane. And I said, hello, Diane. I'm Bucky Goldstein. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 5.53. Stephen Wright. What a a great act he came up with and uh, very clever. And uh, congratulations. 5.53. Kim Rapine Flounder. Let's do the Riley Gaines thing again here, Flounder. This is incredible. Uh, If you haven't heard the sound, listen to how these snimey, snotty little slime bag puss balls and liberal Democrats in Congress, this girl, Summer Lee, 
uh, a screaming liberal from Pennsylvania, starts off by they're having a hearing. And so this snotty little snot Summerlee congresswoman from Pennsylvania starts off complaining about the nature of the hearing that's coming to and then makes uh, uh, calls uh, Riley Gaines something who then fights back. And then you're going to hear how she tried to dox her by uh, getting her con- taken off the record. Here you go. Here's the sound. The girl starts. Summer Lee, Congresswoman. To me that although the title of this hearing implies a much needed discussion, we're likely going to be forced to listen to transphobic bigotry. Inclusion cannot be prioritized Just over Riley. safety and fairness. And Ranking Member Lee, if my testimony makes me transphobic, then I believe your opening monologue makes you a misogynist. Thank you. I now thank you, uh, Ms. Gaines. I now recognize Ms. Uh, Perry for moment, her opening statements. She's going to be interrupted. Chairman McLean, Ranking Member Lee, and distinguished members of uh, the subcommittee. In a second, you're going to hear is Sarah interrupted. Perry. I am a senior legal fellow at the Heritage Riley Foundation. Gaines. As a former varsity athlete, the mother of a girls' varsity athlete, and former senior counsel for civil rights at the Department go. of Education, I have, as the saying goes, uh, Madam Chair. Excuse me. I move to have uh, the gentlewoman's words taken down. The committee will suspend. Madam Chair, she's engaging in personalities. Can I just ask this is Riley. how it's fair to be called transphobic? There's a, I would say men disguising themselves as women are engaging in personalities. Order. Yeah. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Order, order. Let's, let's get a ruling. The chair. Okay, I move to withdraw the point of order. Thank you, Ms. Lee. Um, I now recognize. Yeah, she, she withdrew, finally withdrew that and, and went back to the business. But can you believe that? That snotty little snot pussbag, Summer Lee from Pennsylvania, Congresswoman, first term Congresswoman, has the balls to, to condemn Riley Gaines as transphobic. By the way, phobic means fear. I don't think Riley Gaines is afraid of trannies. The only trannies I'm afraid of is the ones who want to kill you. And you know who we're talking about, the one who wanted to kill me, put a hit, a hit on me, threatened to kill me. And, and says, oh, Papa, and said, wrote it, wrote it, I'm going to kill Kim Peterson tonight. These scumbags. And so she has the balls to call, to make fun and call a name to Riley Gaines. And Riley Gaines says, no, wait a minute, that's up here. So they tried to take it off the record, tried to erase her from even being there. Can you believe these people? These are Democrats. This is how they think about America. Oh, one more quick. We had time to play uh, Lace Stefanik. I love this girl. New York City, New York uh, State Congresswoman, Republican. Uh, she's got the three girl uh, university presidents talking about how they refuse to condemn uh, the students who are going, calling for the elimination of Jews around the world by using uh, words about whether whether it was conduct or just talk. Anyway, here's Elise Stefanik with these con- uh, the uh, university At MIT, girls. does calling for the genocide of Jews violate MIT's code of conduct or rules regarding bullying and harassment, yes or no? If targeted at individuals not making public statements. Yes or no? <laughs> calling for the genocide of Jews does have, not constitute bullying and harassment? I have not heard calling for the genocide for Jews on our campus. If the speech turns into conduct, it can be harassment, yes. I am asking specifically calling for the genocide of Jews, does that constitute bullying or harassment? If it is directed and severe or pervasive, it is harassment. At Harvard, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment, yes or no? It can be, depending on the context. <laughs> What's the context? Targeted as an individual, targeted as, at an individual. It's targeted at Jewish students, Jewish individuals. 
<laughs> and again, what I think it was a Harvard girl said, well, it could be it could be harassment if it goes into actual uh, activity. And so Elise said, wait a minute. You know, in other words, they have to go commit genocide for it to be considered harassment. They can't just say it is not harassment, but if they have to actually do it. I mean, you said these are university presidents. They're all girls and they're all shameful. They ought to be all, all immediately be fired by the board of directors. I mean, I can't believe these people. They're doing mental gymnastics every time it concerns Jewish people. And by the way, change one word. Have all 10,000 of the or 100,000 of all these protesters saying, uh, you know, from the river to the sea about Jews and change the word Jew to black. How about if they all sh- showed up on campus uh, demanding the elimination of all blacks? How about all trannies? How about all gays? River to the sea for all gays. You gays get what you deserve. Like the Jews got what they deserve by Hamas. Remember their calls? They know oh, you Jews got what you deserve. Yeah, you've been doing this to Hamas for years. And so now let's trade a gay in there. Oh, you gays get what you deserve. You know, you're not just, you know, you don't deserve to be here. How about you blacks got what you deserve? You don't deserve to be here with us. And you, I mean, you liberal, how about, how about all you tranny liberals? How about you don't deserve to be here with us? You freaking phonies. I mean, this is, the, this is the height of hypocrisy. Well, it's only harassment if it actually goes into conduct. Oh, so they have to murder people to be charged with harassment at Harvard. <laughs> After they charge you with murder, I guess, probably. Oh, only if they're Jewish. Uh, yeah, if you're Jewish. And by the way, this never, this never happened until they, uh, suddenly it was about Jews. All this, this is exploding only when it was about Jews. Remember the comment yesterday from that woman saying nobody cared until all of a sudden the issue was the Jews were involved in this conflict. Anyway, why are you voting for these people? I don't know. I don't get it. All right, uh, Flounder, Pete Davis, tomorrow we do it all over again. God bless America. It's over the giver. I got to go. You're killing me. Hoorah. <laughs> See you tomorrow. Herb, Herb, look out. I'm coming. I'm coming, Christine. I'm coming, Christine. Fire me up, baby. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at Camp Islands.com. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required.